3: To getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to
4: get.
2: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
1: get your podcasts.
4: Yo, 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 welcome to It's Up There Podcast. I am your active and attractive host. I want to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who is associated with It's Up There Podcast as we continue to win Man, we feel good, man. The market is inviting to us. The game has welcomed us. Um, A lot of the people in the game that's in the business and and the people that know the business um, project us to be able to do well in the space, man. And I just got to continue to work hard. And with you guys' help, um, I'll be able to do so. Let me address a couple of things. First of all, let me give a round of applause to the people that's on my Patreon These are the individuals that that see my vision as we work our way through figuring out how to thrive in the space. I believe what I'm doing is I'm breaking the barrier and showing podcast guys how to make and maximize a podcast. Um, There's going to be some rough turns. There's going to be some bumps in the road, right? There's going to be people that's telling me to do it a different way. But I truly believe that if you have the right content, if you have the right fan base, And you do the right marketing i believe that my business model is the new business model for podcasters around the world so round of applause for me you know as i try to do these things without any help right as i try to see i joe dropped it here joe did this million dollars worth of game did this brilliant idiots did this combat jack did this Tagstone was in this situation, Charlemagne them killed it with, the, with with a whole different thing. Even though they're not podcast, they operate podcast space. But here's where I get most people. I pull out of those guys. I go to the other side of the street and I say, what well, the Vaughn done this, Lex Freeman done this, Joe Rogan done this, Jordan Peterson, Daily Wire done this, Stephen Crowder done this. You know, they have a podfather over there on that side. Rogan called this guy the pod father that had the first podcast, according to him. On our side, it was Combat Jack and Rosenberg was the first two people that kind of was in it. But you have to understand, I look at Bird Christ and I look at Tom Segura. I look at the numbers. I look at the business that they're doing, you know. And for me, it's important for us to identify how the market is moving. I had a guy on my YouTube going back and forth about me like, man, you should just dump all your content over here on YouTube. And it let me know he didn't really understand the business because this IP is so important, right? What you're dealing with when you when you hear long, a lot of people have a shock thing like, oh, shit, I never thought of that. And so when I come up out of the darkness and present that to YouTube, what I find is because this has happening to me. First of all, people need to understand this is not my first rodeo. I'm not someone who hasn't had a big YouTube channel. Right. So again, understand who you're dealing with but people don't do any research so the guy's telling me yo dump all your shit on youtube and i'm trying to get them to understand that half of my allure half of my appeal you know half of my appeal is the fact that people haven't heard the kind of things i'm saying and what i found and, and i'm telling you this so people under me pay attention right here the people in the business that's doing better than you but doing the same thing that you're doing, they'll find you way before the audience finds you. Because a lot of these guys are paranoid, and number two it's their job to know the market. And so trust trust, and believe. If you're making noise and you're one of those guys, that the opinion of you is starting to catch track, they know who you are. Whether they acknowledge it or not, that's some weird game they like to play. What I found to happen in my circumstances is, is that these guys will find me and then I would act as a gold mine to them. Because now they take my thought process or my takes or my point of view on certain topics that's happening in culture. They regurgitate them to their larger audience and they look like the bigger or, the, or they look like they break, they broke the game down. And so it's a lot of that happening for guys like me, right? And so we got to be crafty in getting these things out. It's like I know a couple of the dudes that like to break down like the Joe Button podcast. And sometimes when I talk about the podcast, they'll come take my talking points and remix them, you know, and they'll get 100,000 views. And I'm over here on Patreon, or I might put a clip out on, right? And so, and, and, and again, Understanding how to hustle with this shit is so important, cause it ain't about the views. And I can't explain that in a comment to a guy who's saying, "Man," and he presented it to me like this, and I and I and I read it because I I felt as though he was adding value to the conversation. It wasn't just a bullshit comment. So he was like, "Man, I just hated that." You know, the YouTube fans kind of get the shorter end of the stick. And people kind of don't care about the YouTube fans, man. When we come from, you know, the brilliant idiots days, the Joe Budden podcast, the text on days when they wouldn't even have ads on their show. That's before they knew this was a business, sir. This before people knew this was a business. And so he was trying to encourage me, just drop all your shit on YouTube, which there's a process of it getting on YouTube. It will get on YouTube. It's just a process. The fans that truly believe in this, the supporters that truly believe in it, they they want to, and also, they want to have that experience without the ads, without all of the shit stopping in the middle, they go to Patreon. But if you want to sit there and go through 75 ads in an hour, hey, go ahead. But that's, that's the only way that your creator, your favorite guy that talks about your favorite topics, the only way he's able to make some money is do it that way because the splits are, are no good. So they force us to find a way. And then Joe likes to weigh a little bit. Andrew Schultz likes to weigh a little bit in regards to Patreon and say, oh, shit, there's a way you can do it. You can take 100 people over there and make $10,000 a month. If you know what you're doing, you see what I'm saying? And de- depending on what you provide do you have a course, do you have merch, do you have constant things that people are interested in? And and it, it you got to be creative. And it's not that, that I don't care about my fans on YouTube. It's just I've already lost a YouTube channel before. So when you build up a YouTube channel and you make 9000 a month, which ain't no real money, but it's something to be like, all right, and then all of a sudden it, it's gone, you say, oh, I don't make that mistake again. Like that kind of mistake cost me. Not only do I now have to find all these videos, like I don't need to treat that like a home for me because it's so volatile, it can leave at any moment. And for y'all to be so selfish that you ask your favorite creators to, hey, live over here with everything you got, put your whole business here where they pay you the least amount of money. And I have no problem with YouTube. I respect the business. Whatever the splits is, that's, they've created the platform. That's the agreement. But I'm talking to the consumer, to the fans, to the supporters, to the so-called people that want this content and want to listen to this kind of stuff all day, and you want to do it for next to nothing. I pay every creator that I appreciate. If they got a Patreon or they own something where you can pay, I pay, because I know what it's like to get this stuff done. I know what it's like. And I wanted to speak about it a little bit just because I don't need my fans to believe like that I don't care anything about them if they're on YouTube, because that's not the case. And also I want to give an update to you guys. We're going to start dropping interviews every week now of uh, you know, what our guests. We're gonna roll out some of our guest based interviews now. I think it's time. And make sure y'all share the pod, man, because something is happening with sharing it that makes it rank higher that they're telling me so make sure that y'all share it to people that's listening to it we're gonna get into the show we got so much to talk about today man we're gonna we gonna definitely um definitely get into it also a little more housekeeping we have the mall episode out on patreon right now if you haven't saw that full episode go see that it is dynamic i appreciated the conversation the fans are appreciating the conversation. Joe Budden's fans are going crazy about the conversation. So I think it's dynamic. I think um, the game appreciated it, and I think it still has legs to grow, right? It just got a few legs up on them. We probably had two, three 300,000 just in clips. Um, and on Patreon, we saw, saw an influx of people coming over there and enjoying it. And I just want to, again, appreciate the people that, that make this thing go. So if you have not, make sure you head to Patreon and go see that. Man, we're going to kick some high-level game, man. We're going to get into the show today. Before I get into my first topic, because we coming in hot today, first thing I want to talk about is the Joe Budden and Charlemagne situation where Joe Budden kind of went on a tyrant on his latest episode. He kind of started saying things about Charlemagne like Charlemagne took a shot at him. Interesting behavior. I think what he saw when he saw Wallow, Gillis, Charlemagne, and them is worth us having a conversation about. So for those of you who are unaware, Charlamagne and DJ Envy went over the million dollars worth of game. We talked about that last week. Joe Budden now responded to that, and he took some shots, so we'll get into that. But before we get into that, I want to give some time to the people who, when they look at me, they look at a man that lost them. And when I look at them, I look at somebody that I think I never had. You ever been in that kind of situation where a motherfucker say, you lost me? It's like I ain't never had you, especially before I got on. See, when you get on, everybody say you had them and they had your back and you had they they had your best interest and they were looking out for you and they always knew you had it. But when you were pushing and pulling, then nobody say keep going. Then nobody clap. Then nobody cheer you on. And you gotta expect that when you headed towards somewhere that they ain't never been. See, when I get up with some of the home team. They see me pushing and pulling, they know he want us, he coming. But the people you come up with to see you pushing and pulling and say, you're wasting your time, what are you doing? People don't have any faith in things that they ain't seen done in front of them. It's the reason why black folks like Benny Hunt. It's the reason why black folks like Hibachi. They like to see it done in front of them. They think it's something special if you can do it in front of them. And so I I guess the proof is in the pudding, but you got to have imagination to get out of the kind of circumstances we were placed in. See, I was born in a place that didn't provide me any runway. I don't care how state of the art the plane is, it got to have runway to get off the ground playing and have all the bells and whistles you can be one of the smartest men in the world one of the smartest women on the face of the earth but if you ain't got the runway to exemplify what you are able to do or grow or evolve or expand then you may not never get the opportunity and so while i was in the ghetto what i was looking for was opportunity or a runway and so i tell the niggas now nah, you got to build your door you know, I hear E.E.T. talk about create your table. I'm going to tell you to create you a door. I know a person is only as powerful as the opportunities that they cross paths with. And I say build you a door because you need somewhere for opportunity to knock at. A lot of y'all ain't build a door. Opportunity got to have somewhere to knock at. Y'all praying. Y'all ain't build you a door for give opportunity somewhere to come and knock. And even if you deal with 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 other aircrafts, whatever aircraft you deal with is going to need space to get off the ground. Now, helicopter look different. You don't need the runway, but you do need the space because the propellers need enough space to be able to. Right. And so what I'm saying is when I was coming up, I was trying to find space room, a runway to be able to do something different. And so when I figured I had enough money out of the street, I went the other way. I said, all right, I might can give myself a year or two, my, year, my bills this much. I got enough. Let's see what happens. While I'm still in the streets, invest a 60 ball just into the cameras, into all this shit to try to get all that together. Make that back while you're still in the street. Then jump out and see what happens. But I'm on to you, motherfucker, trying to sneak past my common sense with the I love you talk. I had your back talk. I was with you talk. I believed in you talk. know a lot of that come in the second phase but are you prepared for the tricks that gonna be ran on you are you present in the moment are you somebody that can peep when somebody ain't as genuine as they proceed as they present themselves to be i was listening to dj academics the other day he said yo man uh this girl i was with you know she was my girlfriend and we were looking to have a threesome, man. We were looking to have a threesome, so she called somebody out there. The person she called out there, you know, it was her home, girl. She been knowing her all her life. That was her ace, Boom coon called out there. That girl tried to set me up, and that brought me and this girl closer. I couldn't imagine that. See, I know how responsibility works. You can be responsible for something you didn't participate in. And it's important to understand this, especially when you're dealing with high priority individuals, because you can be responsible for something you ain't participate in. Now, you didn't come and kick the door with them individuals, but because of you, they was able to even get the coordinates. Now, they was able to, yeah, they was able to understand, yeah, all for you. So now you didn't have to rob me, but because of you, we were robbed. And because I put that right, and so that's my mindset. But he didn't think like that. He felt like, yo, that brought us closer. And I say, yo, to be honest with you, black dudes is out there fiending for love. boy. Them nigga, nigga, All of us, we somewhere fiending for That's why I don't let people get close to me. Because I know if they touch that button, if they touch that button, they got me. You know, I'm a cancer. I love hard. But if I reach and touch that button and turn it back off, they'll think I never loved them. It's a weird thing I got as a counselor, but I think as I get old, I'm trying to shed some of the, the uh, paranoia attached to, you know, loving somebody. It just so much is at stake when you love a motherfucker, right? It's just like, it ain't just about our relationship or losing you. Like, I get mentally involved. Right, it drains me to have to kick you out the car, and I say that you know as a figure of speech. It's just like, yo, I can't allow you to do what exactly what you want to do when you want to do it. If I gotta pay for the consequence, let's get into the show. Let's talk about this. Let's go ahead and get into the Joe Budden and Charlemagne situation again. Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy made a appearance on Million Dollars Worth of Game. They smoked that. Shout out Million Dollars Worth of Game. Shout out Charlemagne! shout out DJ Envy. Um, I like to see black men build. I like to see dudes get together and speak this information, get these conversations done in a way that's effective for the market. I think putting truth next to some of the lies that's been able to thrive in the market um, gets people paranoid, and so I start to see paranoia activity. I started to see guys react in a certain way. And, and let me address this. Some of the fans come out and say, Lewin, what you got against Joe? I don't have anything against Joe. I don't have anything against anyone. If you listen to my podcast, we talk about podcast business one-on-one. We deal with the industry. And not only podcast, we talk about, like later, I get into Tucker Carson and Don Lemon and Fox and CNN Last week, I got into Elon Musk and BBC and Twitter and AI. And, and so, this isn't just a podcast conversation podcast. What it is, is we deal with business and we deal with information. And so, there's nothing more important to us than being on the cutting edge of what podcast is headed. And so, when we talk about these things, we deal with the people that make the most money, how they make it, where they make it, and what it is worth. We try to figure out how young podcasters can navigate an area without that amount of listeners, but understanding how to locate the value of the podcast, right? It's uncomfortable, too. It's uncomfortable for them to hear me talk like this because they don't want me to be able to project the truth next to the lies. I said a long time ago, a truth can't stand next to a lie. It must flee. Universal law is in effect. This ain't got nothing to do with mano e mano. This is universal law done kicked in. When the truth into the building, a lie must vacate. And so I know it come off as, yo, Lone is talking about podcasting and he always talking about podcasting, who he think he is. Well, it seemed to be he think he a little nigga that went and got him a podcast deal two times. So let's get into this. Video of Joe. This all started because Charlamagne, Wallow, Gilly, and DJ Envy was sitting down talking. Matter of fact, let's just let's just listen to what Charlamagne said and see if it warrant this reaction. Pay attention and pay close attention. Don't pay a little. Pay close attention to the semantics. See, it's a lot of games being played. You gotta know if you be if game being ran on you or if you being or if you running the game. But it really, it don't seem like it's nowhere in the middle. But but pay attention to this. Pay attention to why Joe Budden will react to just this clip right here.
5: Follow is the highest paid black podcasters in the game. That's not what the list says. Man, don't, don't,
2: worry
6: don't, worry about about don't list. bring that up. Don't
0: bring that stupid shit up. Don't worry, don't worry about do no this. We, we ain't worried about the list. <laughs> exactly, me neither.
1: He sold our paperwork.
6: Me neither. And we own everything. <laughs> and we own everything. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just saying, you see where we walked away from. Uh, you see where we, we walked, walked away from. What up, word up, word up, word up. And uh, up, up, uh, 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 that was contract. cool. That was cool. We, we said, well, what? we mm-hmm.
5: said, what? said, what, We said, what? I heard that from a white person before I heard that from Gillian. R. We Wallow. said, what? Heard what? That same thing I heard. I heard, a, I heard a, me
6: and an agent was talking. No, okay, and they fuck was, they it. Was oh, they were telling me what y'all was walking away from. They Wait, told me, say what that number was. No, I ain't, I ain't doing fuck that. I ain't oh, doing all that. All I ain't doing yeah, that. Yeah, ain't doing that. that.
5: But There's Gilly Wallow are doing very God. well. They are doing don't okay. okay. I <laughs> play with us. You know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking. Oh, and Gilly went on to explain that they're stopping in the middle of the podcast. This is where the real information lies at, because basically these are execs in the business. Letting podcasters know how to locate value. So Gilly and Wallow are letting you know, hey, when you see a stop like that, them big bags. Joe Budden on the other side said, I don't want to stop. I think about the listening experience. Man, I find that hard to believe. I think what he's doing is working. And again, to leave millions of dollars on the field, you can't be innovative enough to find a way to implement ads. I just don't see that being the stopper for, for this, right? Now, that's that's left for, for debate, so we can leave that alone. But I want to pay a little bit of attention. Number one, we're going to talk about how Gillian Wallow makes money. I spoke last week about Joe Budden, Patreon versus Gillian Wallow. Audio being wrapped in ads, video being wrapped in ads, and having a deal with the corporation barstool. I think that there's a difference In the revenue in regards to how they get their revenue, and I still have Gillian Wallow making more money. Let's pay attention to Joe Budden, how he responded to Charlemagne, just saying, hey, yo, Gillian Wallow is the highest paid podcasters. Pay attention.
6: Convince me that this is about me. I do feel half, I'm half and half.
3: I think it's about you.
6: Nothing in this clip said that this was about me. It was another clip that was talking about once niggas start talking about ad dad who take ads and once a week twice a week once niggas start getting into that type of talk oh,
3: went I could
6: it? I could personalize it yeah I didn't know that yeah Gilly said any company that don't take ads gotta shut the fuck up in so many words oh then he said and we only do once a week he's getting to shit off well I think podcasters should be able to get their shit off
3: I think black businessmen in the whole need to be able to get their shit off I think that um I think it's bad that we in a space that we always got to be pit against each other. And I think that it's kind of bad that it took, and this is my personal opinion. It's not even for you. I think it's bad that some other people instigated it. You know what I mean? A potential situation. I think that's corny to me. Like it was some instigating shit going on in that. And I think that's why. Who instigated what? Like they like, yo, that ain't what the list said. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that's instigating shit. Now I'm trying to give you a battery in your to say fuck that list. We doing X Y Z. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't like that. Amongst amongst successful black people, I think that's corn. And I think that's whack, whack. Whack.
4: Flip. How you want me to handle this, man? All right, let's address that really quick. This is my guy, but we gotta address this for what it is. What Ish is saying is the fact that DJ Envy mentioned the list was instigating it. And even if I agree with Ish in that aspect, that still doesn't explain why Joe went at Charlemagne. You you tell me. Said that to the side. He also said that they instigated it. Everybody knows I'm with the competitive shit. Like, I'm with the, I ain't ducking nothing. So I'm with the competitive with you understand me, however they taking it. So I'm not the guy that's going to say, you know, uh, let's not compete and take over, right? Because that's how I am. That's how I'm birthed. That's how I'm raised. I want to be the best at everything I'm involved with. That's how I come up. That's how I'm going to go down. Now, how we come in is how we going to leave at. So this how I'm, yeah, that's my vibration, right? Be the best at it. Be the best at it. Let there be no misunderstanding that everything was left for them to bear witness. Be the best at it. That's my vibration. But if we're going to look at instigating, we can say that Complex instigated because it was a list, and they put one, two, three, four, and they put one of power rankings when I believe that if Joe was so powerful that it should have been there because some of those episodes ish and Joe went at it, that that gives Joe the platform to be able to give examples to what he he's able to do. And so bad being power rankings and that not be the case. I found that to be, I found that to be a wobbler. Now, if they said most talented, if they said, uh, the most charisma, uh, Even if he wanna say highest paid, even though I disagree with that, we're currently breaking that down. But I'm saying power rankings is where I was caught up at because powerful with nobody else, it ain't like I got a show by myself. You see, they put Wallow and Gilly there together. They put Charlemagne there. I mean, he has spinoff podcasts. I think Envy done kind of slowed down on that, but they separated them, but the Wallow and Gilly thing, because they are podcasters, it shows you that, like, hey, and then for them to have Nyla there and for Complex to just classify her as Charlemagne's protege, I just it says that okay, in their in their mindset, take Loon out of it. If they're saying power rankings and the person they have at number three has somebody on here that they are saying is their protege, and that's really all they saying about it. Right, Of course, she's doing way more than that, but I'm saying complex for them to classify it that way. I said, damn, well, I'm finding an issue with that. Now, that it's instigating on behalf of them. I felt like they was trying to pitch something to Joe. I think Joe's talented. I want to be clear. I want to be clear with that because I don't want people to take away from this and say Loon is, you know, and I'm seeing a bunch of y'all weirdos, right, because I come out and say something about Joe. Y'all get scared. There's legends in the game that, it's like, oh, you're a sucker. You're a real old sucker. And I don't mind telling you to your face you a sucker. I ain't worrying about you blocking no deals or nothing for me. I don't care about it that much. I'm going to have the real conversations. I believe the information uh, uh elevate past all that. All that ceiling they got, all that, I just think the information to bypass that. That's how I feel in my heart. And i go out on my sword if that don't happen. But what I won't do is not acknowledge these sucker dudes that's in position. Right? I see certain people that try not to, because I say something about Joe, it feel like that they in a situation to fall back and oh man, Joe ain't gonna mess with me if I'm around. Joe gonna make fun of me. Like y'all grown men, man, been in this business 20 years, and he be shitting on y'all. He ain't never shitted on me. One thing I know for sure, Joe no loan a boss. And then on top of that, let's deal with Joe's reaction to go number one. He said a lot of weird shit. said a lot of weird things when he went number one. You got to understand that. Let's pay attention. The way yeah.
5: when you say, I don't fuck with ass, these niggas be fuck with ass. I know what they get. I know these niggas' contracts. You be going in when you're on your
4: rents.
6: And for me, that system has always looked like, I think, I think, your man, your man, I think the Charlemagne comes from that system. iHeart is that system radio, radio right? is that kind of dinosauric just old white views that's fronting to have posts on culture to sell ads. Like, that's how I view that. But he brought that up. Like, I have nothing to say about this because he kind of introduced that while they were on this show. And I think he introduced that because He's a slimy little piece of shit. And he was trying to gear a conversation to go somewhere. And I don't think the Gillian Wallow took the bait. I think they big up themselves. I think they big up each other and they should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, well, the import, well, the important, but the important part that I want to focus on is that it's that little dinosauric old age never kind of got it out the mud, nigga, that came in there and did that. He did that.
4: All right, let's talk about that. He did what? Charlemagne said, don't bring up the list, and all he bigged up Wallow and Gilly. Did what? If anything, I would look at it and Wallow and Gilly, they my people. I got a lot of love for Wallow, but if you're picking, you take shots at what Gilly said. You take said. Well, what Wallo them said, like, yo, we own everything. We've heard some niggas say, because, see, this is why I say Joe Budden get this short-term memory. He's the one that has said before that Gilling them don't own the IP. Joe has said that. That's why Wallo them, Yeah, we own everything. They trying to let the young creators know, no, it ain't like that. You ain't got to sell out to get the paper. Loon own everything because of that. But you got to understand that you will hear Joe try to come out on top of the mountain and say, I'm the only one that own my shit. And that ain't the case. But if you pick him, you take shots at what Wallow said. Because Wallow can't be gangster. We walked away from a dub and we got more. And we own everything. And we only go once a week. Come on, my nigga. Shit, we like a TV show around here, and we getting way more than TV shows around here, and we sitting with some of the hottest people in the world and having something, right? So if anything, if Joe Pickett and looking for something, he grabbed that, but what he grabbed? He grabbed Charlemagne's name out of that. And you tell me why you grabbed Charlemagne's name out of that. You grabbed Charlemagne's name out of that, in my opinion, because in Joe's brain, when he lay down that night, I believe he still, in his mind, knows That Charlemagne done went through doors that he just can't go through. And those doors have led to a fortune. Those doors have led to positions that Joe probably in his mind feel like, why me? And that's a disease. And I want to tell Joe Button something. It's natural. All of us have it. All of us have that little feeling. Well, man, why ain't, man, I'm supposed to, you got to fight that. You got to fight that feeling to say, I'm going to be mad because it ain't me. No matter how blessed I am, I'm ignoring my blessing. We got this ability in our culture to only count the things we don't have. To only value the opportunities that was missed. For us to only identify the things that we couldn't get, the places we didn't get to go. And we shun other people that may have got there because they made it easier for you. But see, they don't talk about you created the door for opportunity to knock on. That's the whole thing. Why you grinding and you pushing, you creating your door because opportunity going to come. You looking for opportunity to come knocking. But he grabbed Charlemagne, who said nothing in that clip but Yo, Wallow and Gilly make the most money as podcasters. When he could have inserted Breakfast Club right there and came out as king of the hill and said, Yo, we just told you we did 28 million a month. And Gilly just said, Hey, yo, these niggas, number one, they doing 28 million. But instead of that, in my opinion, he throw the ad loop to Wallow on them, huh? They come dunking. Boom, we own everything. This is how we done the business. This is what we doing. What's And this is Joe Budden reaction to it. Let there be no misunderstandings. I can't hate on somebody like Joe Budden. I come from this culture for real, and I did everything that Right, I was the guy for real, so I couldn't hate on no man in this space, in this entertainment industry. You're going to have to bring me a street guy for me to, you know what I mean? You got to bring me somebody that been through the waters I've been in for, for it to even be considered. Right, I can't really hate on these guys. These guys ain't my, you know, these guys ain't my contemporaries. They just my coworkers and my colleagues in this space, right? I got to watch these guys because that's the way that we we learn the business. There's no handbook on podcasts, and that's why I don't like when these fans try to say long star." don't talk about the podcast, man. Them it seems like you don't like these people. Yo, I'm talking about the game, player. Go listen to my other interviews Why don't talk about that. Well, we just talk about whoever I'm speaking with. We just talk about whatever they on, what they got going on. But when I get it on this podcast, whatever I'm on, this is what I'm talking about. And right now, I'm in the middle of signing deals. So I'm on this podcast business wave. That's what I've been on for the last couple of years, trying to structure the business in real time, speaking to my people in real time. And you got to respect that. But Joe Budden reaching there and grabbed Charlemagne the God's name out of that clip that I played. And he's even blaming Charlamagne for bringing it up. He didn't bring the list up. He bigged up Wallow and Gilly, who, who just showed him. See, to, to pay attention to this, ladies and gentlemen. Wallo just showed him a contract that probably was a $25, $30 million contract. Charlamagne didn't insert this conversation. Wallo just showed him. He said, oh, shit. Oh, then he said, yo, an exec told me that, man. That's what that exec. Yo, I'm gonna keep it real. Exec told me that Wallow said, say the number. Gilly wanna go on, turn it up. Say the number on them nigga hey. Let them know we They they push back again. Nah, nah, Gilly, we ain't gonna do that, Gilly, but they the highest paid. He lead with that and he shoot at Charlemagne. Y'all help it, y'all, y'all make it make sense when you dealing with somebody that's dealing with sense. Pay attention. One person.
6: The real conversation here that should be being had is, like Ish said, all of these black media people that are able to have these multi-million dollar conversations. That's a cause to celebrate. I don't want this short little fuckface to misconstrue that for the real niggas out here. That's cause for a toast in the air like the What was that, the 100 Hustler video where everybody come out? That's cause for for constant big ups. How do you not root for that? Like, that's where it's confusing.
4: If you know... Whoa, 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 whoa. Before we move any further, help me understand this. And everybody know I can't hate on these guys. And I got to keep saying it because I'm fighting the internet. It's rough over here when you're dealing with the truth because these internet guys that... They don't see nothing but these people that they have idolized as God. They don't see nothing but them. Whenever they open their eyes, whenever they see their name, they come to defend it. They don't care what it's about, right or wrong. This is how cults happen. Lone don't give a fuck. I stand over here with my own principle, on my own constitution. I stand on my own circumstances, and I get to talk about what I want to talk about. It's a blessing to be in this position. But you you telling me that Joe Budden now is saying that the complex list is the perfect time to celebrate when he came out and said, I'm putting my thumb in dude's face and I'm scrolling past all these dudes. Of course, I'm number one. Where would you think I, I would be? And of course, he's going to say it's comic relief. And I would say it's comic relief. But how it ain't comic relief now? I know what it is. they do it, it's a problem when I do it. Fuck them. It's unfortunate. You helped me understand. You went on an hour. You probably did 40 minutes on being number one. And how you shitted on everybody. And what they think it would be. And I've been number one. And I've been that guy. And all of a sudden now when these two black dudes get together. It's time to celebrate. I find this to be interesting. I find that. Joe Budden may know that the fans confused this number one power ranking with being the richest and making the most money, and and I think that because Charlamagne uttered those words, that he put a little truth next to them lies or that confusion, and I think that that, I think that this is Joe Budden's way of saying don't do that, or I try I shoot I try to shoot at your plane, and he knows, or at least he thinks he knows. Charlemagne won't answer. This is my opinion. Everybody got one. But I didn't see a reason for him to grab this and go this far when Charlemagne didn't say nothing. I just played you guys the altercation. Pay attention. We're going to go a little further.
6: 20 years in, came home and outworked 97% of y'all, still is doing it. How do you look at that guy and say, I don't want him to, how do you look at him and say he don't deserve that? It's weird. Why would y'all man go in there and try to be?
1: Reductive. Oh,
6: shit. What'd you say? Reductive. Reductive. I like that word. It's so fitting for where I'm going. These niggas always submitting me into the dick off. I be somewhere minding my business. And y'all take my dick
1: <laughs> and throw um, it on the table
6: and just throw it on the table but
1: you were like i was using that
6: Can't here? About me. but wait everybody am i miss i get confused and i need help from my brothers and my friends everybody is on the clip celebrating they celebrating walking away from 20 million dollars and i know how that feels it should be celebrated but am I missing something? Because the narrative didn't go this way when I walked away from $20 million. Wait, you mean to tell me they walked away from $20 million and gasped? Got an even better situation? That's possible for black men? Nobody said that was possible for black men when it was happening to me. I just want to highlight how some of these narratives change. Because like I said on Drink Champs, when everybody's up, it's not too much to fight about. But that's not where my anger comes from. All of these years, (laughs) I've been looking at Charlemagne and I like Magneto and Professor X Mm. that just have some of the same views, but different ways of getting there, different ideologies And I always thought that he was like that second tier right under me. I always thought that right after me was him because the optics made it look like that. But then him and Envy went up there looking doofy and goofy. And they just sucked so much dick that I had. They suck. Charlemagne was looking up to Gillian Wallow. In awe, it was like a light illuminating from them. And he said, "Day are the highest. And it hit me and I got sad. It killed a little piece of me to know. Holy shit. Charlemagne is saying that Gillian Wallow make more than him. Uh-oh. You mean to tell self... I said to myself
0: <laughs> Self?
6: <laughs> Self No way Not with a late night show Envy just told me about a podcast network You just had your podcast fest You did like a festival of sorts Something, something, a jigga. you did yes.
4: Right, So I I have to deal with the information. Number one, I was at the podcast festival for Black Effect. It was sold out. Number two, you can ask everybody in the industry that go for Revolt, They go for Earn Your Leisure. Um, This year, I'm just now telling them like, hey, yo, I probably want to come in through the back way or whatever because they bothering me a little too much. But usually, I just buy a regular ticket and come in with the fans and just be out there in the crowd. It can be a two-hour line. I'll be in the line. And so with Black Effect, I came in with the fans, And I'm like, yo, this shit is really sold out. Like, it's a line. Like, nowhere to park. Like, walking. It's people out. I want you to understand that everything within about 10 blocks was charging the park. Right? So they knew, like, that thing down there sold out. And they're going to need parking. And so that's that's me giving you information. You do with that whatever you want to do with that number three i just left 85 south show shout out to chad at 85 south shout out carlos dc chico everybody the whole squad they just let me know the kind of money they getting with charlemagne just helped them get that million dollar building so do you truly believe that joe budden thinks that charlemagne don't have no money i know that's not even a thing Matter of fact, speaking of Charlemagne, he said that shit's too comical to even consider. Literally. Like, yo, bro, that shit don't even make sense. It's no, I'm not even, right? Niggas is saying, what, man, please? But again, the bigger thing right here that I want people to focus on is why? Why pick Charlemagne out of that? I want you to know something about Joe Budden that people should know. He doesn't mention people who he thinks is under him. And if he does, he'll try to bleep their name. I'm not telling you something that I'm thinking. I know this for a fact. He do it to me all the time, right? So this is what happens. He'll bleep their name in efforts to try not to give them, to shed light on them. Or bleeping the up-and-coming podcaster's name to me speaks volumes. Joe don't mention those guys. For him to mention Charlemagne continuously, what does that say? He understands that there's still some power left in Charlemagne that he won't access to. Because if he really believed he was king of the hill, he wouldn't say his name. Just like he don't say nobody else's name. It's just common math. But the idea that there's no money in Charlemagne's hand. Even though
6: I'm only paid about $21,000 a year.
7: (laughs) 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 According to Earth.
6: According to everything. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything. Twenty-five sometimes on a good, good year. On a good, <laughs> good year. year. Yo, no, nah, I'm serious. I felt I, I didn't gear. want Ma- Magneto to die. It's not a race anymore. He should have been bumped down a few more slots in the list if he not at the God. Uh- And he would have gotten away with it too (laughs) If it wasn't for those meddling fucking kids Now To the other notion Of highest paid podcasters Well How do you know Clearly I think I've done a masterful job Hiding the accounting
1: (laughs)
4: I ain't going to lie, them glasses ain't giving it for me. To have some shit like that wrapped around your head like you finna play laser tag. You know them shits that make you put on when you walk in the dark room and you got the backpack in there with the kids running around looking for niggas to shoot? Tell me that ain't them. That nigga got laser tag glasses on, and I say that knowing what they cost. I'm uninterested in that. I wear Cartier's. I got 17 pallets. Let's keep it in perspective. I come in like this. I think it just needs to be noted when niggas respond to me. Handle me with care out there, ladies and gentlemen. Handle the big dude with care. But how many of y'all believe some of that shit when he say that he believes Charlemagne ain't making no money or don't have a million dollars? When he was sitting up there saying it, in my opinion, everybody needs a soundboard because I have soundboard. And what did I want to play when I heard
2: that? You're a liar. I know you're a liar. God said you're a liar. You are a liar.
0: Y'all, yeah, I'm funny. Come on.
6: Come on. I'm just saying, how do you know? Now, if you niggas are over there trying to come up with a new list of highest paid, count me in. I'm coming. Whatever we, whatever metric we're using to do this. I'm there. We can keep it a secret. We can not tell nobody. What? I'm down for that. No, you're not.
4: Shh. All right, so and we finna move on from this. I got too much to talk about, but here's the question: What do you rank people out there? Because I know I'm putting Wallow and Gillette over Joe Button, considering all things, and I'm putting Charlemagne and Envy uh, with The Breakfast Club at the top. Right, uh, academics probably falls under Button, or maybe over Button. Um, I put Vlad over Button, but may not be as 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 how on that list as he thinks, um, respectfully, or or whatever. But here's the thing. Here's the question: When you deal specifically with Wallow and Gillett and Joe Budden, I'll ask the same question I asked from last week. Where do you rank? Who do you think makes more? You have Wallow and Gillit that are being paid for the audio. They have ads wrapped around the audio. They have ads wrapped around the video. And they have AdSense on YouTube. And that's just the top three source of income just from podcasts. They don't count merch. They're doing live shows. Um, They're doing a number of other things. They got the business spotlight thing. So they got five, six, seven streams of revenue coming from the pod. Looking at Joe, I don't hear ads on audio. So we don't have that. We have ads. We don't have ads on video, but we have a paywall with Patreon. And we have AdSense with YouTube. Those two streams of revenue making more than these seven, five to seven streams of revenue that Wallow and Gilly them have just just does not make sense to me. And from a business perspective, I cannot identify how he can say that he still makes more um, than that podcast as a business. And that's my opinion. And we'll close that off on that. Let's move on. All right, let's talk about this. Alabama player drove 141 miles to evade traffic stop. And there's a few things that I want to speak to in this because there's a lot of young athletes, a lot of young entrepreneurs, a lot of young men with their whole life ahead of them. And they caught in that weird place that the young men get caught in. See, it's important to understand that they're going to get caught in this weird place where rap looks so good to them. And the shit these rap niggas talk about It look good. It it seemed like that's the route to go get something easy, right? Don't nobody tell you about everything up under this happening that's involved with a nigga why he need a gun with 50 rounds on it. See, they done start carrying it a part of their outfit. They don't understand how it affect the outcome. Where I come from, you see a nigga with a chopper with an AR-15 or something, he in some serious shit. It be the niggas like, Oh yeah, bro. He living like that. Yeah, I know he, you know, he did this the such and such, that the such and such, you know, he su- so he living like that. It warrants that. Now they think it's cool to have that. They think it's part of the outfit. Go up on the ground. I'm not gonna get now, now. Get the stick, bro. Hold on for you take the picture. Get the stick, bro. It's a lot of that going on. But what you about to see with this Alabama? athlete is him encounter his first time that he can't talk his way out of something. You put these children in positions where they talk their way out of shit. And then when they get in real life it spank them. And guess what? Mama can't come get them. And daddy can't come get them. I tell my kids, you think you're outsmarting everybody. When you get in the real world, man, and you run one of them tricks and it don't work. I see you in four years. Cause they taking you to prison about that one. Yeah, you got to go to jail for that one. That little trick right there you ran. Yeah, nah, it ain't just harmless no more. And it's hard for a human being to change behavior, to change course without being led, without being instructed, right? We are creatures of habit. So what happens is, as a youngster, if I start tricking mama, I start tricking dad, I start tricking the the school people. See, some of these people you think you tricking, they just don't care. Like the school lady. You know, you think you just run as a kid. You think you run a hell of a trick on her. Man, she just here to get her paycheck. She don't give a damn about nothing you doing, to be honest. Right. And so we hope that the, the teachers that's in the school district have the the, the um the mindset to be more involved with the children. But in, oftentimes you're dealing with people that's there to get their check. So I ain't got my homework. I ain't, nah, I ain't keeping up. Oh, no, you know, it's, it's, you you think you're running a trick on somebody that ain't involved and ain't even playing the game with you. Now, you can trick your mother and your father and your loved ones because they playing the game with you. They want to see the best for you, so they trying to make sure you ain't doing nothing dumb, but here you here trying to run a trick. You get in real life, those tricks hit walls. Walls you are unfamiliar with. So you're bound to make a mistake. That mistake may cost you everything. We're dealing with this athlete right here going 141 miles. Guess why he going 141 miles, ladies and gentlemen? You guessed it. Because he's scared to get pulled over. Because he know better. He know everything I got in this car right here just cost me everything I've been working on. So I'm going to try to get away. Mistake on top of mistake. Equals disaster. First, let's read the press release. Suspended Alabama freshman, defensive back Tony Mitchell drove over 141 miles an hour while trying to evade deputies before his arrest on drug charges in the Florida. In Florida last week, authorities said Mitchell and another man who was a passenger in Mitchell's car were arrested last week and charged with possession of marijuana with the intent to sell or deliver. According to the county sheriff's office arrest report, the other man also was charged with carrying a concealed gun without a permit. Holmes County is located around 50 miles north of Panama City and shares northern border with Alabama. According to the report, a deputy spotted Mitchell's black Dodge Challenger traveling 78 miles per hour. Now, before I go any further, I know you traveling seven, eight miles per hour, because you ain't got nothing in the car. I know you small. Yeah, nah, you ain't going. Yeah, nah, you going the speed limit if you got a load on. you yeah, I know y'all ain't doing that. Let's keep reading. He was going seven, eight miles per hour in a 55 zone in a, on a rural highway, right? And that was last Wednesday night and attempted – to pull the vehicle over. So the deputy attempted to pull the vehicle over. The deputy then reported that the challenger sped off, going over 141 miles an hour, and the deputy discontinued pursuit after several miles. Less than 10 minutes later, the deputy spotted the challenger again. Now, you know that's bullshit. Oh, I let him go, but then I just happened to see the niggas that was going 141. See, if you pay attention, ain't no ain't no motherfucker even trying to trick you nowadays. They just flat out telling you. It's just about how they telling you. Man, that dude was chased. Listen, if he wasn't chased, it was something put together to 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 track him or something. There's no way I'm going 141 miles an hour, and then 10 minutes later, you just so happen to bump into me. Boy, they'll tell you anything if you ain't paying attention. So it says the deputy spotted the challenger while sitting at an intersection. So what they probably told him is that he's coming that way. We're not chasing him, but he ain't got but one way to go. So they probably sat at all the intersections, saw the car, got behind it again. But to say that they just let him ride, come on, man. The de- the deputy activated the patrol car lights and resumed pursuit. The challenger eventually pulled in a resident residential area and stopped. During the traffic stop, deputies reported smell marijuana and noted Mitchell appeared confused. During a search of the car, deputies recovered eight ounces of marijuana, $7,040 in cash, a set of scales, a loaded nine millimeter, the arrest report says. Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban, he plays for him, said Monday after the first practice that Mitchell was suspended from the team and all team activities until we gather information about the situation and what its legal circumstances is. Um, another quote from Nick Saban. Everybody got an opportunity to make choices and decisions, Saban said. There's no such thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You got to be responsible for who you're with, who you're around, what you do, who you associate with in the situation that you put yourself in. It is what it is. But there is cause and effect when you make choices and decisions that put you in bad situations. Mitchell, who was from Alabama, was a five-year prospect and the 34th best player and the number three safety in the rankings on this year. Now, this is a classic case of going into the trick bag. Man, when you did the whole fight of life is to get something to live for, not something to die for. See what I'm saying? We been having it wrong so long, we'll get the thing in there, man. We got to find something to die for. I say the biggest obstacle is life is getting a goal, getting you something to live for, right? Everything that lives on that side of thinking, man, your family, your health, your, your loved ones, your love life, your friends. Your homeboys, the game. You know what I'm saying? The your interests. All that live on that side. That shit you want to live for. You know, I think these young men are getting in situations. That's why I gotta I gotta pull pull closer into my children because they getting older. You see what I'm saying? I know they don't think I understand what I already understand. You see what I'm saying? So they gonna try to run trickery, but it ain't gonna work. The trickery don't work. You understand me? The trigger it don't work. And then you had to explain to the young man, see this, you know, I don't know. There's no nothing to blame it on. You can't put yourself in these situations, right? So there's no need for me to get on my podcast and rationalize it. Right. Even though I, I do understand that correlation isn't causation. Right. But at the same time, I don't need to rationalize these kind of decisions. I need the people that's watching to understand that when you get put in position, you got to act like you've been put in position. Really, you got to act like you've been put in position before you get put in position, because we are creatures of habit. And it's going to be hard just to cut something on at the blink of an eye when you ain't used to working. And then millions you ask for. You finally got your chance, but guess what go with that? A whole bunch of working. And if you ain't got that muscle up to work for it, if you ain't got the audacity to believe that you can go and get it, you're going to be in a bad place. So I think we got to start telling the young men it's okay to be dreamers. It's okay to believe that on the other side of working hard at this goal, that even if I don't make it, it's going to open another door because I'm just that cold with it. Nah, I, you know my identity ain't wrapped around in one thing. I had to reinvent several times to be successful because, you know, you might have got got on something too late. You might not understand enough about this, right? And you ain't perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. Don't let this Instagram trick you into believing folks perfect. Don't let social media and TikTok and these other YouTube all this shit. Ain't nobody perfect. So we all battle things. We all go through things. So I'm saying. But I want to focus on reality setting in on this young man. Not only was he arrested, he then placed himself in a situation where he went full-blown apologetic on the scene. He went full-blown, you know what I mean, on the scene. Man, I can't do it. Check it out.
0: Who this, sir?
8: But earlier, early freshman play football in Alabama like I know like playing football for the University of Alabama. Yeah, sir, I know what I got at Red, sir. Like, I didn't have none of that stuff on me, sir.
7: <laughs> An Alabama football player breaks down in tears after he led cops on a high-speed chase and was arrested on charges of marijuana possession. I
0: okay, can't, sir. I this like, I my career, sir. I
7: police body camera footage shows freshman defensive back Tony Mitchell and his wild traffic stop on March 15th in Holmes County, Florida. Officials say Mitchell evaded police, driving at 141 miles per hour to escape. When officers finally caught up with him and pulled him over, he denied the escape attempt.
9: You didn't just run from me? On yeah. Highway 79. Okay. I don't even know where it's is it. Like I said, I'm over. Here. I got you, man.
7: Body camera video then shows the officer asked Mitchell to place his keys on top of the car.
9: Do you have the key fob to the car? Okay. Yeah. The keys to the car. Yeah. Yeah. Just do me a favor. If you don't mind, just put them on top of your roof so the ignition can't fill it. And just set them on top of your roof. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. So the initial won't pick up on it.
7: It's then that the officer asks Mitchell about marijuana for the first time.
9: Do you have a medical marijuana card? Do you have a medical marijuana card? Because I smell marijuana coming from the vehicle. Okay. So do you have marijuana? Because I smell it. No, Are you having a hard time understanding what I'm saying? Why no, does he... I didn't know why you was asking me? Did I have a car? Or... Yeah, because in Florida they do medical marijuana cars, but in Alabama they don't. It's just something I have to ask because <laughs> okay? I smell marijuana coming from the vehicle. All right. So here's the deal: as long as you're honest with me, I'm going to work with you. Okay. But if you're going to lie to me, I have the right to write, do a probable cause search right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, I do believe you are the vehicle that just ran from us. All uh, right, pro- I didn't. All right, well, I'm going to take your fob your right here and set it towards the trunk.
7: Eventually, Mitchell admits there is marijuana in the vehicle. After that, officers ask him to step out of the car.
9: All right, man. So where's the weed at?
4: And see, here's a the that, 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 that old school trick don't work, too. Right? The old school trick. of. So what going on? You mean to tell me y'all going to get you? Huh? No, I, I really can't. What do you say? Man, they got you. now. Nah, it's just you might as well roll with it. They done got me. You know, at this point, I just think it's important to update how, how you move. A lot of y'all are start treating the police like the judge, and that ain't how you do it. Pay attention.
9: Now's a chance to be honest with me, partner. Okay. I didn't learn from you, sir, because... Are you sure about that? Because there, there was two of us there when you passed that church. All right. Just do me a favor. Step out. Yeah, step out. For
7: Body camera video then shows the officer searching Mitchell.
9: Come back here. You ain't got nothing else illegal. Look, that's everything. Is that everything? Why
4: would... And here's the thing, bro. If I got a contract, I ain't handing you a motherfucking thing. Man, it's finna be a fight to the bitter end. I'm not finna sit. I'm not handing him nothing. Two people in the car. I'm the star. Fear me. I'm already in hot water. When he say he smell marijuana, you really got to say you don't got my consent to surgery, sir. I don't know what you're talking about smelling marijuana. Respectfully. Well, you know, it feel like I think I'm smelling marijuana coming out the car. Well, sir, I'm respectfully I'm not sure if you're an expert at you know smelling marijuana. Do they got courses on that? Experts on smelling marijuana, sir. How you know I ain't riding with hemp? And hemp is illegal in a lot of places. Or well, how you know I ain't riding with now, nah, sir? I don't know nothing about no marijuana, sir. You know when you're trying to get over, you got to throw that sir in. Sir is always a. Yeah, when you're trying to get over on somebody they can take you away. Sir, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> nigga ain't said, sir, in 20 years. <laughs> Soon he get involved with somebody can take his motherfucking head to the dungeon. Sir, I'm not sure what you're talking about, sir. Are you serious? Sir, you seriously going to do this to me, sir? <laughs> sir, is that seriously what you're going to do to us out here, sir? That is not straight, sir. You know, they nigga trying to wiggle out of some shit. But now I just don't know, like, for him to hand it to him, I think it might have nailed him to the cross. For you, for him to say, is it in the weed in here? This is what niggas don't get. For him to say, hey, listen, man, you work with me, I'm going to work with you. You're supposed to make the deal then. Well, what do you mean work with me, sir? You know, what do you mean? You know, what does that mean? Well, if I, if you tell me there's some weed, I give a citation. When that might be a deal you want to take. You know, you don't do no telling now. Ain't no telling involved. But far as you know, if a nigga might say I give you citation, but most time these niggas ain't these police people ain't looking out for you. This way, you got to be in the street long to understand that trick. Yeah, a lot of y'all who don't understand how the judicial system work, y'all deal with the police like they the judge, and so you talk too motherfucking much. And you do too, mother. You down there making deals with a nigga who got a badge on. He ain't even the deal maker. I need to make get a plea from the nigga with the robe on, not with the badge on. So there's a there's a difference, and I need to say this for you for the, for those of you that operate outside of the law. I need to make clear that I believe is one of the dumbest things you can do. If you got some money, go left. But if that's your thing, I need y'all to understand that there's a difference. Of how you handle the situation with the dude with the badge versus the dude with the robe. Now the dude with the robe, if sometimes you gotta get low, get out them people's way. But the nigga with the badge, I ain't we ain't got nothing to talk about. Me and you with the badge. I'm not we ain't got if I'ma cry, the nigga with the badge don't get to see that. Cause he can't change in no way. He ain't nothing he can do. Whatever finna happen, the judge got to see me. He going to start trying to plead with the motherfucking police. Pay attention.
9: Okay. All right. Step back here to the front of my phone. All right. You ain't got nothing on you? Okay. All right. Just put your hands right here for him. I just want to make sure. Okay. All right, man. Well, let do me a favor. Right now, you're not under arrest. You are going to be detained. Put your hands behind right your back for him. Sir. Not, not back the corner.
4: Before we get into this, I also want to make it clear that the police just told him I work with you. And again, what I think may get him nailed in this case is he acknowledged it, right? Say, man, listen, man, I work with you. Let, let me say, let me say something to you. I work with you, dude. You know, if you if you be honest with me, I work with you. Is there any marijuana in here? Because I'm in a situation to be able to smell it. And I believe that it's marijuana in this car. And the first thing you do as the star of a college football team with a chance to break all generational curses, first thing you do is this. Right there. Give me the weed right there, bro. Right there. I see, dude, it seemed like dude was over there trying to be like, man, what are you talking about, family? What are you talking about? Nah, the weed. The weed, bro. Nigga, damn, you just going we just gone like that? You gonna just do us like that? The weed, bro. I'm gonna I done made a deal for both of us. The weed, get the weed. Right there, the weed right there. Yeah, get the weed. But the trick, Paul, was you reaching that, get the weed, handed to him. First thing he says, all right. Step out the car, put your hands behind your back. Well, damn, you just told a nigga you were working with him. But I can't ain't no working with you. You can just work for me, right? Police don't work with you, niggas. That be the problem. Y'all, get, y'all think y'all making deals with the devil. You can't make a deal with the devil and win, nigga. So you go and make a deal. Well, I'm going to work which I'm going to tell you where it's at. See, because he might would have went in it without your permission. And that could have beat the case. Just certain things when these dudes ain't come from it, they ain't spend no money on these lawyers. We done figured out now these lawyers is charging niggas to send them to prison. So we starting to figure out, hold up, common sense, the law, and all this got to add up, man. They can't keep sending us to prison and ain't got nothing on us. We can't keep letting us do them, like, right? But this dude right here reach and grab it. I think that was a mistake. But now you finna see the breakdown because he just made a deal with the police and they grab his funk ass and bring him out the car anyway. And when they bring him out the car, now he looking like, damn, I thought we had a deal. And they ain't finna go into weeping. Yeah, take a certain kind of nigga that carry a gun, marijuana, and be going 140 and go to weeping when the police pull them over. See, that's why I'm trying, that's why I'm so glad I got out of this shit. These niggas will have a Draco on them about their outfit, just trying to look cool and get pulled over and go to weeping. Man, pay attention.
9: Good, bro. Whoa. Now, if you ain't under arrest, you're just going to be detained because I just chased that car.
7: As the traffic stop continues, it becomes apparent there's more marijuana in the vehicle.
9: Okay, that's more weed. How much weed y'all got? much more weed y'all got am I gonna find
4: anything else um, yeah but, okay see here's the, again what you thought they were gonna do see they watching power I blame 50 cent shout out 50 but I blame 50 cent for this kind of shit they watching power where the police will pull up you make a quick little deal here yeah, man he go a nine piece you had him a half a brick of boy out the a half a brick of half out the one and he just taking it yeah, all right. You get out of here now. You just showed them. Now they got. Now we definitely going in the car. But these young boys putting themselves in these situations, not knowing what they expect. So he don't know that they just at this point when they pull you over, they need probable cause. They damn near need cooperation. Cause that smell thing, that smell thing might not be good enough. That smell thing get murky when it get in court. You understand? Depending on where you at, depending on the laws, like it just right. And so sometimes they don't they don't move off it. That's why they be trying to get your cooperation because if you smell weed, guess what? Message to you young niggas out there: If you pull me over, over officer, and you smell weed and you got the right to get me out of the car, guess what? The first thing the officer gonna say: Yep. Sir step out the car ain't finna be no talking about hey man talk to me look listen if you be honest with me I'll be honest with you man listen you got the authority that's great if you what you saying is law you can grab me out the car like if you see an AR on my back seat you ain't got to say sir is that an AR let me talk to you I'll make a deal with you if you be honest with me is that a damn AR that I see in the back seat right there pay attention when they're asking these kind of questions, they need some form of cooperation for it to go smooth with the paperwork. Now, they can do it without it, but again, it get murky in court. There is a certain point, again, when you're dealing with the man with the robe, because I don't want to hang y'all out the dry out there. When you get in there with the man with the robe, sometimes you got to really do make a decision and be like, damn, I'm facing 25. They talking about a five right quick. I'd have been locked up two years on it. I might got to do another year or something if I cop out. But the case kind of weak, but I'm facing a 25. Fuck it. I make a I'm, deal. I'm pleading guilt. I'm out. Get out these people. Wait. Sometimes you got to make them kind of decisions. Pay attention, though. This is what things get slippery.
9: How much weed is that 100 grams, 100 grams? Okay. Do you have any firearms where it's on the side it's on the side do you have a concealed weapons permit do you have a concealed weapons permit partner do you have a concealed weapons permit where is it in your wallet
4: And see they done separated my one child is looking on patreon look at this they done separated the two individuals right Seem like one of them gone here, and I'm going on with it, man. You know what I mean? I'm going on with my move. I'm finna tell them what they need to know. I don't know if you think you're going to get a break. You don't get no break. They don't show love. They pencil whooping you. They, they doing it with a smile, too. They'll hug you and sell you out, man. It's a dirty world down there. In the corner. there ain't no love down there. You got to check and recheck. I heard some podcasters talking about Yo, pay your lawyer and go chill. I wish I would ever send a lawyer some money and go chill where I come from. Boy, these lawyers ain't going to do nothing but take your money. But if you ain't been through it, you don't know. You just assume. But say, you can really crack the code before your lawyer crack the code and start nudging them in the, right? That's what you, If and I'm talking 60 grand for a lawyer and still got to go in there and I'm talking about the kind of lawyer where you got the kind of money where you hiring private investigators and really going to trial where it's costing damn near 90 bands and you still got to get on your lawyer's. Hey, you ain't said this way. How this make sense, man? You got to you gotta be on them. You got to be on them. But it seemed like one of these dudes read to go sell out. Look, man. Is weed in there. Say it's a gun. He talking low, too, because he know it, Boreville. Is it a gun in there? Police talking high. Is it a gun in the car, sir? Any firearms in the car? That's yeah, a little firearm over there. Where is it at, sir? It's in the, you know, on the side over there. How much more weed is it in there? It's probably about 100 more, you know what I'm saying? He trying to talk low, and then the other nigga I think is in the NFL or trying to go to the league. You can see him breaking down back here. Pay
9: attention. <laughs> Where's the okay. firearm? He's on, he's on this side. The driver's he's on this side. Side? He's on this side? Your side? he got a permit for that. Yeah, he says on the passenger. That's not your gun? The gun is in the car, it's not yours.
7: Officials later discovered 226 grams of marijuana, $7,000 cash, and a loaded gun in the vehicle. Mitchell's passenger, Christopher Lewis, is also taken out of the vehicle. When officers detain both of them, Mitchell begins to cry.
9: Can you put him in the back of your car? Okay. Wait. Can you put him in the back of your car and search him? you ain't under arrest right now. I'm just hey, gonna bro, talk to you, you, okay? Bro. Hey, bro. it's gonna be okay. Listen. No, I love listen, you. are just detained, okay? Just put him back in your car.
7: Officials speak with Mitchell.
4: I was right. The nigga in the black soul in my name, tell you know I love you, bro. What do you mean you love me, nigga? You just told him all that. Hey, you talking about you love me? I don't know who started this, but that's what I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Pay attention, man.
7: First, and read him his Miranda rights.
9: I just got to read this to you. It's just our policy because you are in handcuffs, okay? Uh, Then the lieutenant here will answer any questions you may have, all right? Right, you do have the right to remain silent. If you choose to give up that right, anything you say can be used against you in court. You have the right to have an attorney with you prior to, during, or after answering any questions.
7: After that, Mitchell tells investigators none of the marijuana is his as he continues to break down in tears.
8: I, I'm normally a pretty decent judge of character. This isn't you, right? Yes, sir. Better than this class. I really can't even talk right now because, like, and you don't have to talk, man. I'm sorry. None of that hard. I swear, like. I heard you tell your buddy earlier that you can't call your daddy. All right, listen, I, I'm a daddy too. I'm going to tell you, you can call him. He might be mad at you, but you can I can't call do him. This, sir. Like, that is I'm, I'm an early, early freshman. I play football in Alabama, like. I know him like. You play football for the I, University of Alabama. Yes, sir. I know what I got at risk, sir. Like, I didn't have none of that stuff on me, sir. <laughs> that other boy's actually going to step up and, and say, what's his? He knows it's his. I, I was. Not, I, yeah, I know that's his <laughs> gun, too. I could tell because you didn't know what it was. The look on his face when you said gun told me you didn't know there was a gun in that car. It's all
9: right, man. All right, man. Listen.
0: Listen. What's your
4: first name? Toby Bitchell. As you see him break it down, and it's really sad because you can see his dreams being shattered, right? And it's like, damn, he thinking about now I'm calling this. And we got to be better in our plan and we got to be better in our preparation that's what we win at that's what we that's where all things are won all things are conquered in the preparation right and so we can't and i'm saying we can't freestyle when we got a lot on the line you don't think i be wanting to go do certain things that i used to do it can't i can't do it right certain shit that i can't do it i just ain't it just ain't gonna allow me to do certain things because of the way i'm I got to move. But you see him start to break down. He didn't know the gun was there. They they believe that he don't know the gun was there, but ain't nothing they can do is what he ain't understanding. Now it's on your man to say, "All oh, this is mine, knowing that you in that situation. Now it's on the guy in the car with him to say, yo, all this mine, man. Let, let Slime go. That's me. That's on us. That's me. That's me. Let Brock go. He don't even know. He ain't even know. Even though they say they can smell it when they let the window down, even though I think he reached for the first batch of, right there, brother. We get the weed. All money is in that car,
8: because there's thousands of dollars in that car. I, I had a thousand. I had a thousand personally. All the rest of the money as it is his, bro. Like, all the weed, the gun, all the money besides 1000 was mine. And it's my car. Like, that's a brand-new car that I just got for my recent birthday. Okay. We can tell it's a new car, and it's fast, too. We get that. Look, man, here's the thing. We're, we're going we're gonna to give Dude a chance to, to step up and say that's his shit. Who do the pills belong to, the, the panic disorder pills? Are those yours or those his? They're not a controlled substance. I just need to know if those are actually your description <laughs> or if those are his. Pills. They're green pills, lime green colored pills. They're for like, anxiety or. Oh, no. so they I don't know. I ain't to. seen those. Whose pills. shoes are in the back of the car, the black shoes? Those mine and I got it. I had the, the a pair, of Jordans, the Nikes, and the black shoes. Okay. Inside those shoes was a bag, and it's got some lime green. You can get right. Huh?
7: Mitchell later tells officers it was Lewis's idea to quote punch it and speed off from officers.
9: Well, can I ask you a question? Yes. Sir. And I'm, I'm not gonna charge you for it or anything like that, okay? I'm just looking. Man, you, you got our yeah. word. You, you yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna charge you for it. Were y'all thinking about possibly running again on me? Wherever you turned down, Indiana. Why did it take so long to pull over, man? Those like, yours or third yes. like, Hey, was he driving or was it you? I was driving. He I wasn't. Yeah, I was driving. Okay. So,
4: so just like I thought, he was driving. So he was the first one to sell it out right there. And then, dude, just start oh, man some more shit, and there's a gun And, uh oh man, this this one I'm trying to tell. you. why, man? It's rough. It's rough on y'all right there trying to. Wrestle with that shit, man
5: But like What I was gonna say
8: Like I ain't never been In this like Situation before And like With everything He was just
9: telling me To go and like like, I ain't, so that's why you, do, you just panicked and sir, punched I, it? I like, I ain't, I didn't, Bro, it's all I'm it's not going to charge weird. you for it. Okay. Because you're being honest with me. Yes, I will say you outran me. <laughs> like pretty bad. <laughs> that Hellcat. I ain't never drove that car. That's that not cow. Cow. Okay. It's, it's not a Hellcat, actually. It's not? It's a scat. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought it, because, man, I could hear you whenever I turned it's around, like, you gunned you it. This just that. Yeah. Well, man, I ain't gonna charge you with pleading the loot or anything like that. Okay, well, we I appreciate your honesty. Yes, yeah. I will have to. Car either I might possibly have to tell it, but I ain't gonna seize it. Okay. Um you oh, gotta get told. We do Yeah, yeah. We don't know. It, it may, it may. But but regardless, you're still gonna be able to get it back. I'm not holding let me it. I'm keeping you. it from let you. Me.
7: As the discussion continues, Mitchell asks what will happen if his friend admits to everything.
9: I got a question. Yeah.
8: Say man. he did like own up to everything. Like, um, would I be? Would I be? Good to him, right? If he owns up to it, it's yeah. gonna be his decision.
9: But if he owns up to it, but like, say that was to happen, my car was gonna have to be told. Well, because, well, well, listen, we'll go from there. But I can tell you are under the influence of marijuana, so I will not let you drive it. But we will call your parents, or we we'll call somebody to come get you in the vehicle. I know that sounds bad, but I uh, Well, I'll be honest, man. Whenever I first looked at you, we'll guys do a field test. Yeah, How about that. So, but we'll check you out, man. Do, Do me a favor. Let's though, figure
8: it I, out. I know though you're having a hard time, and I, I, and I understand where you're at.
7: But when officers speak to Lewis, they hear a different story.
9: What about the marijuana that's in the vehicle? Is that yours or his? It's just a passenger. I just got in the car with my clothes. So y'all know nothing about the marijuana? What about the firearm? I don't know gun Y'all know whose gun that is? Yes.
4: Man, they sell each other out every time. Every single time they sell each other out, especially when they you like this, they ain't got no years in this shit. They ain't never stood on none. So every time they sell each other out, it never, it never ceases to amaze me. Every time they sell each other out, as you see now, you got one day. His shit. Oh man, it's his shit. I don't know. I was just a passenger. I just get in this car. I don't know what the boy was doing. The boy might have been having a bomb, nuclear weapon. Hell, I don't know. I just got in the car with a gun on your side, man. I don't know nothing about no gun. They do here in college. They don't make you fuck niggas like they used to. I can tell you that. Pay attention.
9: Okay, because he's saying it's not his. It's not mine. Okay, he's saying the marijuana's not his either. <laughs> it's not mine.
7: When officers report this information back to Mitchell, he breaks down once again.
9: Unfortunately, he's denying. I'm not charging anything with the gun. He's catching the gun charge, but he's denying the marijuana. Sir, Okay, I swore on well, my my life, life on everything. There's, there's nothing I can do on that, okay? Because it is a felony, I have no discretion over felonies. With the pills, that's possession of new, new drug, that's a misdemeanor, I can work with that, okay? But I, I cannot work with a felony. State of Florida does not allow me to. Okay? Felony? What you mean by that? That much marijuana is a felony in the state of Florida. Okay? It's possession of marijuana with intent to distribute. Y'all have almost a pound. Okay. So he's not taking it. I tried talking to him so a lieutenant, okay? <laughs> Hey, hey, sir, that's, that's please. It. That's all I'm charging you. Sir. <laughs> but I ain't got a choice on that. <sighs> sir. I, sir, please, please listen to me, sir. Please. I'm like, I, I trust me. me. I, I get it. No, oh, oh, This is the last thing I wanted to do, okay? No, oh, sir, I can't, sir.
8: I
0: can't believe this is mine, sir. Like I can't ruin my career, sir. I
7: promise.
9: All right. Well, I understand, bud. Just sit tight. Let me talk to the lieutenant.
7: Um,
9: Just sit tight for me, okay?
7: Mitchell and Lewis were both charged with possession of marijuana and intent to sell and/or distribute.
4: I just think, as individuals, we got to learn from those things, right? We got to put ourselves in a position to where we no longer fall victim to getting into things that we can't get out of, or that we're not content with whatever happened. One thing about me, and that's a lot of the reason why I didn't stretch out as far as I really could have as well, is I was willing to go to jail for having much time. Like I knew I couldn't snitch. I knew certain things because I grew up a certain way. My children didn't come up like that. They don't abide by that, but I come up a certain way, so that's why it's so dangerous sticking your toe in that water. You got to be careful. But let's take a look at something that I've seen online. For those of you looking at the video. All right, let's speak about this. Tiana Taylor went and shot a podcast and sat with Andrew Martinez. She's been killing it in real life, if you haven't heard that podcast. it has been having real conversations. Um, And we want to add to the space in that way as well. So shout out to her. Um, Tiana Taylor went over there, man. And she spoke about some things. And I'm going to play some of it. You know I like to speak to when our women in our culture come out and speak. Right? Because their fight is a little bit different than ours. And a lot of times their fight is much more rougher than ours, and they're much more loyal to the cause than we are. They really are intentional oftentimes, like, if they can buy black. Like, they'll take that extra 18 minutes and drive to that store. When most times we'll just be like, yo, it's a convenience thing. Time is money. You know, time is our inventory. We got to stay right. And so they're a little bit more you know, with the cause. And so not only that, just for a lot of reasons why I like to listen to the women talk in our culture, um, black women, really women in general, because it's so interesting, right, especially in this entertainment space and growing up in this space. And something about sitting with Andrew Martinez gets the best interviews out of these women. Um, I remember JT sat over there and I celebrated black love uh, when she spoke about it, I, I seen Kim K sit over there and it was a beautiful conversation. I've seen, again, Tiana Taylor. I've seen um, Laura London. You know, I've seen so many different individuals sit over there and give that real conversation that we all appreciate. And she's able to just sit down and chop it up with them. And I, And I'm going to get there. I got to study her a little bit more and study just her way of communication because I believe how she's doing podcasting in that way is just so dope. So we celebrate her first. When I look at Tiana Taylor, it gives me somebody that could have gave up, but they didn't. That waited long, but had to wait longer. See, that's the thing. When you go to God and there's something happening in your life where you say, man, I've been waiting, Lord. They said be patient, but this feel like waiting, Lord. Patience means something is coming, Lord. It feel like ain't nothing coming. So am I waiting or am I being patient? I'm getting confused. And so as a creator, as a young individual you go through that and you gotta fight through that and say, now nah, I know something coming. Because what I put in the wash got to come out in the rinse. The universe is obedient. So whatever I'm putting in it, but you get lost in that. And I know that feeling. I know coming through them tunnels where it's dark. Nobody in your family made that kind of money, son. You sure you 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 sure you ain't making a mistake? Everybody in your family got a job. They work at the trash company. They work at the library. They work at the school. They work at the state building. Everybody, you sure you're going to go entrepreneur? We ain't never seen it happen in your family. You sure that's what you're willing to do? But you got to look up and say, listen, I've studied everything that has something to do with it because of y'all. Y'all had me scared of my future when y'all couldn't even understand where I was going. They'll scare you out of going somewhere they never been. They'll scare you out of going somewhere they never. You sure you're going entrepreneur? If I was you, I'd probably be. You need to try to go find. They'll scare you out of chasing your dreams. But you got to be smart enough to look at life. I look at the life of the people that didn't chase their dreams. I remember being a young boy, and, and I'll get to Tiana Taylor. But, you know, I like to just talk to y'all. But I remember being a young boy and I knew a couple of dudes that got a job early. And I know this don't sound like much, but keep up. Say you making $15, $16, and we 15, we 16. You thinking, man, I'm 16. If I work here till I'm 36, I can retire. And they give you a dollar raise, $2 raise every year. I might be at, you know, I had young men that I knew that had that thinking that because they hurry up and got a quick job, it, it, it possibly interfered with their entire life because they tapped out quick. Oh, I found what I'm doing. Know what I'm saying? Because in 20 years, what you did at 16, just picture that still doing the same thing you did at 16 at 29. In that same building, like I don't know if you're gonna want to do that or if life gonna even allow you to do that. But but what I'm saying is sometimes you can get it too early. And can and, and it can affect you. Somebody to get their plate brought to them can never understand somebody that has to hunt for the food that they get. You never been down in the dirt and uncertain about the next meal. You always had somebody preparing in the kitchen for you. You ain't never created no dough for opportunity to knock on. You always been on the other side of somebody's best wishes. Always on the other side of somebody else plan. They've always incorporated you into something. That's why you don't resonate like me, because I fucking with the niggas that got left out that went and created their own. The ones like QCP, the ones like Jay Z, the ones like Lil Baby, the ones like Charlemagne the God, the ones like Wallow267, the ones like Yo Gotti, the real ones, the ones that went and got theirs, TDE, top at TDE, the ones that went and got theirs that was left out. You know what? I'm going to put something together on you, nigga. Huh, and come in. I got me too. Now y'all done made me figure out how to score y'all in trouble now. And y'all ain't got no defense for nothing other than what y'all helped create. So anything outside of what's being created in the headquarters of these labels and these big corporations, they tapped out on understanding it. It'll take them a while. Matter of fact, they going to come bring you a bag to teach it to them. One thing about these big corporations, they don't have no motherfucking ego. Lone kicking our ass in podcasting. Hire that boy as a consultant. They don't got no ego. They understand business, but they can't dictate. They can't interfere with things that ain't come out of their headquarters. And so once they they leave me out of their conversation, they don't invite me to their parties. They don't put me on their list. They did me a favor. I created a party. I created a list. All this shit is income. I created a product. I created a studio. I created a festival. They didn't want to, right? None of this is 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 bad for somebody in my position, but you got to know how to create a door for yourself, for opportunity to be able to knock on. That's the number one goal I want y'all to take from this part today. But what I want to get into Tiana Taylor and some of the things she spoke about I, I truly believe it was profound. Let's take a listen.
2: There's, there's, there, there's, de- there's demons all around. There's demons in human form. There's demons. That's that's the enemy. That is the distraction. So a demon can just be something as small as a distraction. You know what I'm saying? So we're all fighting a battle. We're all fighting demons. That's why I said it's about who is being defeated versus who is defeating. I'm de- I defeat my. I defeat them motherfuckers not playing with y'all. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. my God is stronger. What
10: do you think has been your real life biggest demon or distraction that you've had to like constantly check? Mm. I know that's a heavy one, but.
2: yeah. Um, I guess like how I let things affect me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I go into everything with just so genuine and like With so much love, so I ain't gonna front like I had a point in time where I would get in my feelings about everything, argue with whoever you gonna know how I feel. I'ma keep it a bean. You can deem me as difficult. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're not gonna play me. Is that cause
10: people hurt your feelings or because? Mm Absolutely.
2: Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, like I've gotten my feelings hurt, but I think also like just also having a bit of like abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And just want to feel protected and want to feel safe and I think that that's what hurt um with them being in the industry and being signed to certain people that I looked at
10: does this ever happen to you cuz I-, I was doing something recently I had a partner and there was some company that was like interested to do this project and I was like oh that's cool let's see what this plays out he was so excited no we got th- they go- they want to fund this thing that you want to do and I'm like all right cool let's that's good let's keep talking to them mm-hmm. he was like why you don't why you don't get excited i was like yeah, because I've heard this a few times. Ooh, you sound like me. That's what I'm saying. I wonder for yeah. you that cuz I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just being like, all right, this oh is cool. Oh my god. But I, I I don't as get as younger me. You're not easily impressed no more. I said I'm that. That is the impressed. first thing I said
2: when we opened this up. Yes. Take
10: me to the finish line and then we'll be then I'm then I'm yeah, grateful. Exactly. But take me to the finish line. But I wonder for you then it's in that <laughs> idea is like when you're having this beautiful moment and you have this beautiful performance and people are talking about awards and and how this is gonna change your career. Are you almost afraid to fully embrace that? Or, or are you all the way in on it?
2: This was the first time in my career that I was able to fully embrace what was happening. Mm.
4: So let's 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 spend a little time on that because I believe that to be a very important topic. The idea that Even as successful as Angie Martinez is, she understands that a pitch ain't a catch. See, in this game, you're going to learn That's a lot of pitching. And if I had to tell a young creator anything, it's like preserve your energy. Don't burn out. You Know what I'm saying? Because I can see how you can burn out. You, you know, you can think, oh, man, he come. It's here. It's here now. Nah, that deal you didn't make that much. You made sixty five thousand. You know when you you thought you were finna make a million, and you ain't understanding. You have to work. You have to work these things. You have to work your algorithm, your analytics. You got to learn how to work these things. You hustling. You hustling these things, right? That's part of what you're doing. It's 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 part of the business model. It's so important that you that you get some sign of success at some point in your journey because you're 100% burned out I don't care how good you are and you also kind of need somebody that done it before or that's been around it to believe to believe in you that's why you'll see a rapper come out the street and this dude that was in music 15 years ago still can convince him to pay him, to ride with him. is because you believe, man. Now, you know, he he made that beef for such and such in 2007. It's like, yeah, he been out the industry a long time, but because he been in the industry, that gives your mind a little bit to rest on because you need somebody that's doing it or done, done it to say that's it. That's it, but it's a lot of game on it. That's it. It's a lot of niggas playing on it. That's it. You know, hey, bring me a certain amount of money. I'll take it to a nigga. He'll say if it's it or not. And that whole, you done paid for a process for a nigga to listening to some music that they know not. they not going to invest in on the front end. They know I'm listening to this because I was paid to listen to it, but I ain't really interested in it. And it probably ain't going to be blow you away to where it's like, oh, my God, I ain't heard nothing like that. It's too many fish in the sea out there with the music thing. The internet done got involved. But I want to kind of still speak on what she's saying about signing to a man as a woman in the industry and looking at him as a father figure. The other day I heard Wallow Gillis, Charlemagne, and Envy talking about that these dudes need to raise their daughters and be there for their daughters and even the mothers. You know, the young girls nowadays are growing up in very strenuous circumstances. They seeing things online that look so in- attainable. But in our actuality, they're not even tangible. And so they're fighting a weird fight. And I got the thinking because I, I got two boys and so I'm not in the situation. But I'm like, yo, having a little girl in this era right here, probably one of the most frightening things. Because at some point, you got to be brutally honest with her. And sometimes you can see things that her mother can't even see. Right? Because you you come down that road where, you know, I remember being 15, 7th grade. And these little girls is just so eager to give themselves to you. And I look back at that as an adult and say, "Yo, that's too, that's wild when you think about it. The idea that in seventh and eighth grade that we running around, people fucking and trying to sneak and have sex, and you can't wait to get yourself to another. It's like, yo, this is, this is a lot. You should be somewhere being kids, enjoying PE, enjoying video games, enjoying." Stay a kid as long as you can. enjoying some of the childish things in life. But yet, that's somebody's daughter, right? And I'm only saying it because I'm getting older, but that's somebody's daughter right there that is trying to sneak off and leave school and give herself to a nigga. And so if you're not somebody who's teaching your loved ones the kind of game that's being played out there, then they going to fall victim. I couldn't imagine being a young woman in the music industry. I couldn't imagine that everybody that's depending on you to make, be that million dollar baby or that million dollar teenager, whatever it might be. And they keep thinking, oh, she met Beyonce. It's about to come. Or she met such and such. Here it is. Your hands ain't nowhere on the business. You just got personality and talent, and you just hoping somebody come bless your business. It really be like when you have talent and, 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 and all of that, it's almost like you somewhere. To me, sometimes it's so unfortunate to see how powerful talent is when it's in partnership with the right people, But the same way that I'm amazed when I looked at that or I look at that, I'm just as amazed when I look on the other side and see how useless talent is without business. It's like talent by itself is one of the most useless smoke screens that a human being can have just by itself. That's why you can be on the corner and hear some of the best singing. I can guarantee you right now in the churches in America, some of the best singing is going on. Period. But business ain't next to that talent, so that person got to sing their heart out on Sunday and go drive that forklift on Monday or go in that call center on Monday. He got to be playing the drum and he still got to go to this call center Monday morning because ain't no business next to the talent. So it's every time I think about how powerful talent is when it's with the right partnerships, but on the flip side, how useless it is without any partnership It's so crazy to me. And I'm not saying useless meaning people don't, don't have use for it. When I'm speaking in regards to market share, in regards to being able to feed your family and create lifestyle and sustainability, that's what I'm speaking about. I don't think you can gain that with talent just by itself. It's almost like they be somewhere like, I got next. Hey, pick me, pick me, pick me. All you talent motherfuckers is like, pick me, pick me. And then somebody gets you and put the business, and wrap the business around it and make it what it is. And so as a young girl, how does that feel? You know, you riding through the industry, just hoping somebody. Man, I just hope they see that I got careers mentality. You probably got adults telling you, look, Beyonce and them are coming. Make sure that you, you know, give them that Tiana feel. Give them that feel. You know, you these adults probably start to pressure you to put on a show. Now you become a show. You become a show as a, a, a child. Everywhere you go, you got to try to impress. You in front of execs, and this is MTV, and they work for BET, and this is little young such and such, and you see – it's like, yo, I bet you that's a weird life. Let's listen to a little more.
2: I've gotten my feelings hurt, but I think also, like, just also having a bit of like abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And just want to feel protected and want to feel safe. And I think that that's what hurt um, with them being in the industry and being signed to certain people that I looked at, look to for protection and kind of like allow whoever else to do whatever with me, you feel what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't know, it's a a lot. What is the abandonment issues from? Because your family is around. Yeah, but Mm my mom was a single parent. Mm -hmm. My uh, biological pops was um, in jail, Mm -hmm. like, distraction. So a demon can just be something as small as a You
10: like Were you calling him dad, or were you not, no?
2: Build a relationship, we just kept clashing. We how old were you when that happened? You know, Bo really came around and we got super duper close. You gotta think about it like coming from that, not really having a dad. And then um, you know, another figure in my life wound up getting murdered, you know, the closest thing. You were how then, old when that when that happened? Huh? How old were you when that happened? I had to be about, and this is why my, my pops, my pops was still locked up, mm-hmm. so I had to be probably about like eleven or twelve. My mom's um, uh, fiance at the time was murdered, mm-hmm. and that shit just took me down. You know what I'm saying? So, um, my biological pops coming out of jail, us trying to build a relationship, we just kept clashing. We just were clashing because it's like you got out thinking you was about to like tell me how this shit run. And it's like, bro, you've been locked up for dumb long. You don't even know how to work the steering wheel. Like you, you feel what I'm saying? You don't even know how to work the the, the captain chair. What the fuck are you talking about? Were you calling him dad? Or were you not uh, no first name? But the the crazy part about it is I wanted that figure so bad that yes, when he first got out, I was excited to say dad. Mm. Until he got me fucked up a little bit. You feel me? So then it was just like being signed, getting signed to to a man. You know, it was like a figure to me, you know what I'm saying, like, oh my God, like, you know, I looked mm-hmm. at these people like figures, you know what I'm saying, whether it was as a as a dad or as a, a, a brother, it didn't matter. So it was like, mm. you didn't see me when you didn't hear me, you didn't protect me. You just kind of just like fed me to the wolves type shit without even, probably even knowing, you know what I'm saying? And those were, those were you know, some of those conversations still need to be... Had ego at the time. We don't know. To me, as a fifteen-year-old, was you didn't protect me. Mm -hmm. You you let everybody mishandle me. You know what I'm saying? When I signed to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you let everybody get in the way. You let everybody break us apart. You didn't protect me. You know? So you
10: understand that? That's like probably so hard for him to hear that.
2: It it took me a long time to express. Like I said, you got to think about. Even though I'm I'm saying all of this, this is not things that like I.
4: Then you have to remember, this is a 15 year old Tiana Taylor, signed to for real, trying to make her way through this thing, trying to operate in this volatile business. And then coming from outside the industry, you look at these people and they've done so many great things, and you want to say, "Man, wow, man, this person got me." I'm next to the great such and such and such and such. And it's like, nah, you gotta really have people around you to put your business in. Do your own due diligence. Make sure you're in position to win. Or you're gonna be, you know, up shit's Creek. And you're gonna be very, very. But shout out to Yana Taylor, Andrew Martinez. Again, dope, 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 dope interview. Um, let's move on. All right, let's speak about this. Vlad TV. Vlad went over to DJ Academics podcast on Spotify off the record and he spoke about Charleston White, spoke about why he quote unquote banned Charleston White. And I know that 85 South and a couple of his interviews have came down uh, based on some of the rhetoric that he's putting out. I'm not really going to attack any of that because I can't stand by or stand for some of the activity that's being called for whether it's actions or not. That's that. But I do want to take a look at the way the industry will use you. The way the industry will handle you. I think this is a cautionary tale for people coming up. That you must be careful to create a catalog for other people because they, after they get everything they can, they will kick you out of this industry with nothing. And then now they can do a documentary without you because all of your interviews are what? Owned by other people. So all of those hot takes, you got all those dope shit, she said, they're all owned by other people. Not only that, I want to kind of pay attention to the overarching conversation of it's cool when they do it, And it's a problem when I do it. I don't stand by the R word in any instant. Period. We don't stand by molestation. We don't stand by any of those things. And I think it's important to hear black men say that without it it, it being assumed. Because I've assumed some things about a lot of you dudes, and I unfortunately got it wrong. So sometimes I need to hear niggas confess to no wrongdoing, so the universe can handle that if they on the other side of that. I'm gonna play this clip from off the record and we'll come back with some commentary about Vlad, about academics. We'll probably stop it midway through. Pay attention. Charleston White. Yeah, very
5: captivating. Yeah. Like people are interested. Mm-hmm. Um you did one interview with them. Two. 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 Yeah. How do you um like
11: I, I What do you think about everything we don't rock with charleston white anymore no more no no you don't see him covered on the site uh you won't see interviews with us anymore um at the end of the day uh when we did the first interview with him and then like he was saying some really like racist things about asians and stuff like that me and him actually had a conversation about really? this, yeah, 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 we had a conversation, and I was just like, yo like like this is I don't agree with this, and you know what I mean, and if you keep doing shit like this, you're ultimately gonna get your social you're gonna lose your social media platforms, sure enough, like two weeks later, he lost his YouTube channel, you know what I'm saying, and I was just like, look, like we could do another interview, we could address some of this stuff, and you know what I mean, listen, we all fly off the handle, we all make mistakes i don't I don't feel that you know this is necessarily who you are because our conversations have never been like this, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So we did another interview, but then after that, he's talking about like raping Asian babies. And you know what I mean? he He's talking about people's kids. He talked about Boosie's kids. He Talked about Math Hoffa's kids. These are like little girls and little boys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that to me is just disgusting. You see what I'm saying? And I understand that you're trying to be edgy and you're trying to do shit. You know, you're trying to get out there and so forth. And, you know, you have the right to defend yourself if anyone runs up on you. And I, I agree with all that. But, like, you don't have to bring kids into the fucking conversation. The kids didn't do shit. The kids don't even know. You've never even had interactions with these kids. Talk about raping. Like, he said about, like, I'll, I'll rape an Asian baby or some shit like that. Like, like it's really just, just disgusting things to say. Like, you know, like, when... just I feel the same way when, when JT was beefing with
4: some girl on Instagram. Recently, said, yeah.
11: Yeah, said, oh, you, baby, your baby's ugly and looks like finesse two times.
4: Charleston White is saying that Vlad offered $2,000. Charleston White said no, and so Vlad now is taking his moral stance. This is what Charleston White said. Vlad is saying what you just heard him say, yo, he can't say that kind of thing, and I co-signed him. The problem is he was saying that kind of thing when he came on. And then Vlad just admitted to saying, yo, he said that kind of thing. And I called him and he told me he was in his character. So we did another interview. And so you looked over it that one time. Then he did it again. And all of a sudden you didn't look over it. You know, whatever reason that was. But I just want to highlight the fact that Vlad just acknowledged, hey, he was saying some wild things. I called him. He told me something. And we did another interview. Okay, and so now my new question to somebody like Vlad is, all right, so where do we draw the line? Because I know Vlad have sat down with murderers, mob guys. And again, I don't co-sign the R word in any way, shape, form, the harming of children in any way, right? But I'm saying, when do we allow, When it, where is the line? And then you about to hear him say that, JT said something about finesse two times, and he looked at her different. It's like yo, bro, Vlad. I don't really think they care how you look at them, though. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if if the platform make you think that they care about how they how you look at them, but I'm gonna be the guy to tell you they probably ain't studying how you looking at them. Oh, I looked at her different. It's like who they they don't care how you look at them. It ain't that serious coming from over a player. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, what gives Vlad the ability, and, and I guess because it's his platform, so he can say, now on my platform, it ain't work. But I don't know, man. It's just like this is how you know in the industry they try to play king maker and they try to make sure they put you in a place where I, we done messing with him. Everybody cut him off. Like I can tell now that I be having little riffs with, with people or I might say something of what I think is the truth. And these old ass, old head, these finna go bald in the way, niggas back up off for of you, get scared. I would be like, oh, man, these niggas is pool nanny. Like me and this dude having a conversation and you done act like me and you done fell out. You niggas pool nanny. You niggas pool nanny. And I'm glad I get to see that you niggas pool nanny like that. Because that let me know about how far you will go. You niggas ain't got no backbones. You ain't got no morals. I was listening to um, Charlemagne said that they he think they fired him just to try to get cool with Jay-Z. It's like that's the kind of shit they doing out there. Oh, Loom said something to Joe Budden. I'm going to stop posting him. Man, you niggas is weirdos. Know what I'm saying? I say that with all my heart, and don't care how nobody take it. You dudes is real life weirdos, man, and that come from the big one. Really, got to talk about the baby. Yeah, like yeah. like that to me
11: just shows a person's character. Like I look at JT differently because of that. Mm. And listen, we all get foul shit. You and I have a have a mountain of of foul things said to us every day for for. I've been dealing with this for decades now. Every day someone says something disgusting to me, but never do I say, fuck your baby, fuck your daughter. I'll I'll slap your son in the face when I see him. I'll I'll fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like like I'll I'll, I'll rape a child because I'm mad at you. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, Like at some point you gotta say, this is not okay. And I'm not going to get behind a person that's willing to say stuff like this when they get angry. You know what I mean? Like like I fuck with Boosie. Like my relationship with Boosie has been a hundred for like 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, like I was one of the first people to interview him and Webby when they first got signed Atlantic. This is like 2005 or something like that. You see what I'm saying? This is coming up on 20 years. You know, you talking about this man's kids who he loves. Me and Matt Hoffa, we go back 10 years. You're talk about Matt Hoffa's daughter. like like I, I just can't support someone like that. So if you look, we don't cover Charleston White. if his name ever comes up, it's because the other person brings them up mm. and we just address it and we keep them moving. But like, yeah, all this other shit, I'm not gonna do any more interviews with him. I'm not gonna, you know I, and and honestly, I'm sure there's lots of other platforms that that want the views. I mean, I think Sean Cotton still rocks with them. Seems like you kind of rock with them, you know what I mean? But
5: you know, I, I, you just I, can't. Like, you like, like, see what I'm saying? Like, I, like at I've what point to him do you draw the line? At what point do you draw the line? I've I've talked to him in addressing a lot of these things, and um,
11: how how, how does he justify talking about people's kids?
5: So, if well, I'll talk about when he says and he's talking about Asians. He believes that's a character that he's playing. That he's in. He has multiple characters that he feels he's established, and one of them is hateful. And he and and that's a cop out. And he feels that unless he's schizophrenic, clinically schizophrenic. If if you watch this, if you, well, I'm not saying he's schizophrenic, but but he's he's completely standing behind this character thing, where he says, "Yo, listen, he there is a there is." Charleston White, then there's Chicken Shits Charlie, and then there's 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 like two more other characters. Rat, Rat Williams, yeah, Rat Charlie. Williams, and whatever the case is, and, and 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 I've had the conversation with him about this, saying, "Hey, listen, you know, there's a moment where I thought his voice was kind of escalating, but it, it, and I thought it was very necessary too, because for example, for certain things like denouncing some of the Chicago
11: stuff, so. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even entertaining this, this fucking <laughs> argument. Like, honestly, like, the, 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 that argument insults my intelligence. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're saying it. I, I'm, like, you're not in a movie, okay? I, I, I'll like, say I, this. I, okay, if, if he did that in a movie, in a scripted movie, that's the only way I would accept that character. You're doing this on on social media.
5: It, well, he believes it's part of his satire. I'll say this to kind of even wrap, put a bow on this. Um... I, um, without giving away too much subsequent conversations with him, he may, he feels like there, maybe there's a too far button that he probably has realized and maybe it has happened. The
11: show got canceled in New York, right? Weren't you doing the show with him? Yeah,
5: yeah. That, that, that shit got canceled pretty quickly, which by the way, he keeps to like, he, I guess down South is like different from, yo, I mean, literally, if you knew how quick that show got canceled, like... It was a vehement, it was like, hey, listen, within two hours it went from, hey, listen, um, we're kind of getting some calls from some really powerful people, some of this conversation doesn't, yeah. like He's there's a clip that he has to, hey, I think you might have to change change the person who you're gonna have on the show, to two hours later, they're like, hey, listen, we're not hosting this thing at all. Right. To an hour later it's like, yo, hey, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, just even thinking that you knew you were aware of some of the stuff he was saying, we're wondering about you. Right. And I was like, whoa, exactly. wait. So again, that.
4: So you hear academics speak about essentially what causes him to no longer mess with Charleston White. Cause it ain't because he don't mess with him. It's cause he didn't, they didn't put the squeeze on him. Like, he doesn't always say, I'm a fan. I love Chosen One. I love what he said. This is why he's defended him saying that. Other stuff. Vlad, too. Vlad is still behind him. Say Chi's still behind him, right? But now academics made the decision to put his name next to each other. Got it canceled. Now he got a canceled show on his Record as a podcast, as a dude with a Spotify deal, as a dude with these big deals and got us canceled show over controversy on his record. So they probably put the squeeze on him. Now he don't even mess with him no more. Hey, I think he knows he hit the too far button. I think he kind of knows what's going on. Again, just a month ago, you was trying to throw a show with him. In the middle of all of that. That's what, you know what I mean? That added fuel to everything that was happening. All of that right there. So you you, you must pay attention. You understand what I'm saying? And if you don't pay attention, you lose. I want to talk about this before I get out of here. Because I was thinking the other day when I was talking to one of my business partners. And it's like I'm telling them. I don't know if it's some old school shit or if I'm just the last one left. But I was telling them, just trust me. And I got to thinking, it been so long. Niggas ain't even moving around with the trust me. It's almost like niggas, done all, niggas knowing I, I ain't really to be trusted. If it work, it work. But ain't nobody saying, like, trust me, man. Like, look, trust what I'm, look, I got you no matter what. Trust me, man. It's like I'm the last nigga that's standing on that. And I don't know if it's old school or if it's just bi- mindset. Because I know that I am i ain't even walking around telling people I got them unless I really believe and know that I got them. And I got to be willing to go somewhere that ain't comfortable for me for the people that I got. When I use that kind of verbiage to you, I need for it to mean something to you because ain't no way you can know what it meant for me to get that out of me. For me to get to a place where I say I got you it's a lot of room in between that. Somebody done work some areas to make that happen. And something about the universe. I'm not sure that unless it's completely intentional that it'll even allow people to use that verbiage, you know, because I'm telling you, I don't hear nobody saying, trust me, man. You know what I mean? Like trust what I'm telling you, like trust me, though. Trust me. It's like the universe won't allow them to utter those words because they don't stand on anything. And if you stand on something, I think that that's, that's in your allowance of vocabulary, right? So when I speak to my people, I can use them kind of words, trust and believe and look forward to. I can stand on that. It ain't a bunch of me, me, me talk. It's us talk. I know the kind of gift God placed in my life is way too much for one man. You remember that that boozy, too much for one, too, yeah, too much for one. What God done placed on me is a lot. Like, I'm no longer even questioning or debating in my mind Am I one of the only people that has a microphone in front of them that resonates with the culture that speak the way I speak? I'm far from the last one, but I'm one of the only ones that got a mic in front of them. And then one of the ones that's powerful. It's like there's a certain level of responsibility to come with that. You see what I mean? I can't just be negligent with my behavior, my conversation. Right. We spent a little time on this. I'm talking. I was in my studio the other day and I was thinking to myself, I got to be conscious because I was having such a great conversation about the Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon shit. I'm talking. We went deep on it. I said, I have to start back bringing those conversations to the pod because my audience, I need us to reach out a little more. Right. So we got to start talking about politics. Give our thinking on it. How does it affect people where we come from? How does it even affect Loon in his current state, in his business state, where he don't really know exactly what's happening? I'm new in this, right? And so I'm paying attention, though. See, you can learn anything if you pay attention. So I'm paying attention. A lot of times I spoke about it when I was talking to Moneybag, yo, is that I think the the record industry puts you in a tornado, and it's on purpose, so you can't pay attention. Right? It's 22 people coming at you. Hey, I handle your wardrobe. Hey, I handle your music. Hey, I handle the beat party music. Hey, I handle clearance. Hey, I handle. See, all that is intentional. Just send me the person to handle the money. Let me examine him and spend a few days with him. I'll get somebody to deal with all them other people. They know about what I like. If they got questions, I'll take the question from them. You got to have a filter process so you can focus on the things that really means something to your business. Because they'll have you shopping, shopping, shopping. They ain't telling you that all these outfits they bringing over here, they charging your budget for. You picking one outfit, they charge the budget for all 10 outfits. Then shorty gave them shits away or reused them for another shoot. But got the the money off the books on your budget. So sometimes as a rapper, even now me as a podcaster, now, now that I'm dealing with... Books and percentages and because I, I own all my shit, right? So I'm dealing with books and percentages. Now I gotta look and say, okay, what's you know what's happening with the money? And I gotta pay attention to that. But thankful in podcasting, it ain't that much noise. It is when you get up high, but I'm in a situation where I got people around me that I feel like a fight for me and want the best for my brand, want me to survive and succeed and they know they're dealing with someone that's paying attention. So we have to fight and battle to figure out what's the right way to do it. Again, there's a way to do it, and then there's a right way to do it. And if we do it the right way, we go far. And so they they, they bag these rap dudes up and these athletes up in these corners. Hey, you got a count, you got an agent, you got this, you got that. You got, to, you got to deal with your linebacker coach. Then your linebacker coach is going to send you over to the, def- the defensive coach. He'll hand you to the head coach which then I'll hand you to the general manager and we'll kind of discuss it from there. And you're like, yo, that's a lot going on. I can't even look at the money. What they say I signed for, nine million, keep it rolling. Just keep going, baby, head down, keep rolling, keep hustling. That's what they taught us. Keep hustling, keep hustling, keep hustling. They ain't taught us nothing about pay attention to the business, especially in the league where you dealing with your physical ability in order to pay your bills. You got to know that any moment, the universe can call for this to cease. Sometimes it ceases for six weeks. Sometimes it's a two-week injury. Sometimes it's a four-week injury. But sometimes it's, that's your last play right there, loved one. What you been doing with the money the entire time? You been balling? You been balling, huh? You ain't turning to no boss. I'm the nigga put that game down. You got to know all that balling shit that go out with baby now. Beatrice and them, they understand, yeah, he, yeah, he know, he, yeah. He'll tell a young nigga, yeah, spend that money, but nigga, make more than you spend. That's part of the vibration. But somewhere along the lines, they got confused, and they just said, nigga, if I can handle all these bills, I'm balling, nigga. And so the athletes... When the universe calls for it to cease and stop or hold on or for you to get traded or get caught up in a scandal because your love life or whatever may happen to you that interferes with your income, then what do you do? Have you been building something that can withstand the wind? That football shit, soon as our motherfucker blow up, soon as our wind blow on your NFL career, your NBA career, your... Any career that's dealing with these corporate structures, as soon as any wind comes, they got to blow that one down. I, while I'm next to y'all, although I want the best for y'all, I also want the best for me. So I got to be building while me and you doing our thug thizzle. We still doing our thug thizzle, but I got to build something in case some wind come, in case they pop out with some scandal, in case they pop up and send something my way That my advertisers don't understand, that the corporate structure can't align with, that they cut my resources off. Am I in a position to have something worth keeping? Have I built something worth broadcasting about? Or have I been bullshitting in these other people's money, swimming in these other people's structure? I want to be clear to the youngsters, though. You gotta be juggling. You got to do both things at once. Cause if they just see you, you using them to build you, and you ain't building them, that don't fly either. When you in a contract with people and you involved with people, you got to do some things that honor that contract. I don't mind you building you, but you gotta, you gotta focus on our business too now. And I would like to see you focus in a way where this is what's building that thing that you love so much. See, that's the problem. Y'all don't know how to treat something that's helping you. It's another reason why people don't like help. And look how they treat the people that help. They treat niggas that help like the helpless. After they get the help. Before they get the help, it's a smokescreen. After they get the help, they treat the helpers like the helpless. Or let you say no. Let you not have it in the budget. Let your money be tied up. Let it be tax time. And I'm just uncomfortable with sending something out. You know what I got to give away just because I hustled good last year? You know what the tax people want because I hustle good last year? And all these niggas hollering black power, but ain't nobody letting me know no tax information. Ain't nobody reached out, told me how to structure the business where I can cut into the tax game. Because these niggas with the real money know hustling ain't enough. They know I got to play the pen game. They know I got to play the information game at some point. I'm dealing with this level of ones and zeros. Nigga, when you get a certain amount of money, all this shit ain't number ones and zeros. And so you got to get on the side of it trumping them on. All that wiggle room, that tax shit they got going on, but they'll let a nigga get all the money they want. What the a black power with. See, I'm examining these niggas at this point. Cause I come in looking for the information. I know better. I know better. Oh, you're gonna get for the look, huh? Huh? For the look, huh? You wanna throw them on your shit for the look, huh? Not only, hey, come on, family. You would think that. These niggas that been having money, i see you get up. See you get up. Now come up out the water. Huh? I done got up on something. What we doing? You would think they'll try to lead you over here in the the door. Say, man, go in there. Look, I know that. But get your taxes right. Get your business shit right. Make sure they structure you like an S Corp. Right? Make sure you put everything in a trust. Make sure that all your assets... Go in trust. Make sure all the cars you buying is under this. and do, Like, give a nigga some of that game, Because you know damn well hustling ain't enough. And so at some point, you got to release the habits of getting caught in tornadoes, right? And at some point, you got to know how to be present in the moment. I think that's one of the best skills that I can tell somebody to have, right? Because I try to find skills that can transcend situations. Right. They can kind of be valuable no matter where you place it. Right. And so the ability to read the room and certain things that can give you a social advantage or just an advantage over people in regards to life skill. Right. I try to I try to think about this shit. So I never understood the road to riches. You know, even if I say it, I, that, that's kind of, it don't hit right. The road to riches, that really don't really mean a motherfucking thing. I need people within the sound of my voice to understand you just can't go get the money. And that's what they taught us in the hood. Say, go get the money. They told them we don't need credit. I remember it was a thing in the hood. Man, we got cash. I wish I would. Yeah, man, I'm having, And you, you know, as you get. In this structure of life, you get to understand it, man, everybody just hustling credit. They hustling ones and zeros and numbers and credit and shit. That, that money thing is cool, but what you had to do, what you swapped for that money wasn't worth it. I'm dealing with niggas in prison now. And I had to tell them, you know what, we swapped for that little money ain't worth it. You know, what? when I'm getting down to read certain things, certain ad structures and Getting to speak in front of my loved ones, cause that's what my supporters is. You understand me? And I get to speak in front of them and getting paid a certain number. You know what we did for that money, but it was too much. We gave them too much for that little money. We gave too much, nigga. We gave our life to try to ball out there. Didn't that give us a couple good summers? Most of us go down. Had to hit reset, come out, try to do it again because you addicted to the fast lane. You addicted to what it felt like being the man. A real dope boy that really got some paper outside. He really an entrepreneur at the highest level. Home running a business. He really addicted to that. He don't know he can find that somewhere else. But I got to tell him, you can find that selling pools, nigga. You can find that cleaning buildings. You can find that with a restaurant. You can find that with a barbershop. You can find that being a rapper, being a podcaster, being an athlete. You can find that same feeling in selling furniture and doing all kind of other hustles. And I think that most human beings is, is, none, is just like a stray dog or cat that's been fed out of this house. And because the first chance they had at being an entrepreneur was industry, it's like they get addicted to that. Those of you that's worked for yourself and been successful, you know it's different when you, when a motherfucker trying to get you to clock in. What do you mean I can't do what? And I done been successful on my own. It get rough for me to operate in that so called structure that they have. And so their first opportunity at being an entrepreneur was one of their loved ones had a pack that said, look, if you can sell it at this number, we buy it at this number. And if you can sell it at that number without, you know, getting caught or give it out on credit and get paid, however you do it, if you can make this amount off this, your profit is this, you keep that. Do that enough times, then you now in position to buy your own when you buy your own the number go down a little bit the more you buy it might go down a little more depending on who you is i might throw and match what you buying because i see you getting off and i really truly need help getting it off right i remember as a youngster i used to think there was love coming from the plug now nah, you don't want to hold all this shit nigga getting 200 up man i need to get these shits off of me Especially the little niggas I know hustle good. So I don't know if I need to identify love in that or just be in business. It's business. Now, here's the thing. As the other nigga, the more you buy, yeah. So you in position now, right? And so, again, biting into that, you become an entrepreneur. But you did it in the wrong place. And here's an old saying, ain't nothing wrong with the aim. Just change the target. So if you take that same understanding and apply it over here, man it worked the same way the same feeling get up this morning man i moved 22 pools yesterday nigga i made 1200 a pool and i i fixed 18 cars yesterday i cut 18 niggas hair yesterday did 22 private cookings this month damn near one a day right i made and it's just it's that same feeling especially doing something that you enjoy doing and um you got to put work in, but you've put work in if you came from the street unless you've been blessed in. And if you've been blessed in, you ain't a hunter, so you can't. You been, You. Been, you should have been. I should have been lost, you. Nah, this is for the hunters. This ain't for my homeboy had it and blessed me in. No disrespect to y'all, but this is for the guys, though. This is for the ones, though, that figured that thing out and thought you niggas was the police, so they didn't want to be a part of your crew anyway. This for them guys. You see what I'm saying? I'm gonna just spend my money. This for them guys. You know. Um and my real homies that was in position before me and helped me, they know that I went off at some point and did my own thing. I got out the circle and became the circle. You know, and uh these this is just verifiable stories from Long, you know. I just Hopefully give y'all a little game y'all can understand. You know, I'm going to get out of here for the day. I appreciate everybody that was tuned in. It's up there, podcast. Shout out to the Patreon people. We're working on our own website right now. We finna pipe that up. Um, Everybody that supports me, I got a lot of love for y'all. You know what I mean? I want to say that from the bottom of my heart. It's up there, podcast. It's changing podcasting. It's changing the game. Um, We're going to sign out, but... I do want to say, man, what I'm doing in podcasting, I I just hope y'all appreciate, right? I hope y'all understand the impact. I hope y'all understand it's never been done before. I hope y'all understand what it's costing me to do it. And I don't mean financially. I mean, I'm someone that's did this for over three years straight. Never repeated the same thing. Never came with the little bullshit lines. You know, never came with. The bullshit topics, we really had genuine conversations every week. And if you can't support that, then I really can't understand why you even indulging in this because Lord knows you get something from these things. Even when I listen back, I get shit from it. I'm like, man, dude, you kicking that shit up there. And I, I, you know, I hope that don't come off arrogant to my supporters, right? Because that ain't how I'm talking, but I literally be listen, listening sometimes like, nah, he kicking that shit. That, boy, that nigga got supreme understanding to be just crawling down that street like it, and literally don't got no notes. That boy talking about that shit and ain't got no fucking notes and going and he killing it. He pulling analogies out and, man, this dude pulling history out and, man, this shit is this is how I'm looking at it. Like if I was one of y'all, how I enjoy podcasting, how I enjoy content, I'd be like, "Yo, I would really appreciate what this dude is doing." Um, and I, and I'm talking in third person, of course. You can you got to be a podcaster to be able to do that. That's a hell of a, that is a hell of a tool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I see y'all next week, man. I appreciate y'all. I got real love for y'all. Y'all stay tapped in with me. We're going to figure everything out on guard. Let's get it.
6: In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on
0: ESPN and ABC. Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles.